Man, this is a pretty good book. Hmm. Who wrote this book? Bet on you. Listen, I did not write that book, but that's what we vibing with. How are you guys on this lovely Sunday? This is a book gifted to me. This is a book, How to Win with Risk, Betting on You. I just, listen, I just started kind of reading. This was given to me, ooh, it's been a little minute, but I just want to show you all that. Listen, what a good day. Hope you guys could hear me. May I please give a thumbs up if you guys can. We have a jam-packed show this evening. And we'll get right into the comments and see if we are ready to rock. All right, let's see. Hello from the Bronx. Okay. Let me wait this thumbs up. Scooter Bud's going to come in with a thumbs up here in a moment, I feel like. Scooter Bud is usually like, we can hear you, Pedro. Thumbs up in the chat. All right, let's see here. Uh, Lee, Jeff, all right, appreciate y'all. What up, what up, what up, what up? All right, so topic of this evening. I'm going to pull up a video we're going to watch. It's not going to be that long. We might not watch the whole thing. Something I saw actually just today, a video that was made a couple of months ago. Talking about is the gig economy in trouble? Is it a scam? You know, blah, blah, blah. I want us to watch it. I want us to watch it. And then I want to get your guys' opinion, your opinion on what they're talking about in this particular video content. And if you can relate to that at all. And that's going to be the topics this evening. Now, also, a couple other things I have on my mind. Um, should legislation step in to help workers? Now, there's been a lot of talk about this. Colorado just had a bill or some kind of legislation that was going to be up for vote and it like just didn't happen for various reasons, I think, right? A lot of other states obviously have a lot of things. New York has a proposal, $33 an hour minimum. Um, obviously, we have Prop 22 in LA. All the things that we've talked about, you've heard many other people say, but should legislation step in? Because in other times of this, labor and other parts of history, American history, legislation, whether it via unions or whatever, have stepped in to help workers. Do you think the time is now to have that happen? Many would say, yes, we need that. Many people that watch this channel say that. Many people that make content, many drivers go on strikes actively. Also, many of you also feel no, absolutely not. I don't want legislation. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want government involved. But a lot of other people think that we should. So we can get into that maybe today as well. And is third topic, will food delivery be as lucrative next year? We've, we've hinted on that. We might we might get into that. We'll see. But is the gig economy hurting workers? I spelled that wrong. Work as long term. Is it really a scam? So we're going to watch this video in just a moment. And I want you guys to have your opinions ready in the live chat, ready for when I open up the stream yard and just share your perspective. I am not leaning one way or the other. I'm going to play neutral right down the middle today. I'm going to play devil's advocate with whatever people bring up. Right. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Listen to all opinions on after you watch this video. What do you think about it? What do you think about the points that they make? How can you formulate that into your own working life using the gig economy, right? Listen, I will say this to begin. I love the gig economy. I'm not going to lie. Not all the videos I make, you might say, well, Pedro, sometimes you complain or you say this or you say that. I'm human. I do that sometimes. But I love the gig economy. I love what it's done for me. 
I love what it's done for my family. I love what it's done for many of you guys. So net overall, the gig economy is a positive. To me, right now in 2023, looking back, and I've been in it for a couple of years now, right? It is a positive. But not everybody has the same experience. And how long will that positive feeling last if you're doing this type of work? That is the conversation tonight. But before we get into that, let's give a few shout outs to the chat. What up, Yos Malone, Hockey PNC? What up, Juan, Cowboy Courier? I see Steve, Ride, Share, Rodeo, John, Dear, LOL, Dear Lovely XO, JP's Gig Corner, Gig Wars Official. I see Craig Cray, Bud Soda, Matt Dog, Josh, Lisa, Dad Dash, Big Carl, No Diggity, No, No Giggity, No Cloud. You almost had me saying No Diggity. It's an old Black Street song. Appreciate you, Brad Stasher. I see you, Barbara Cox, Oscar. What's up? What's up, Austin? T.S. Sarah Kesson, always good to see you. Ray, Ray, Jessica. All right. I'm, I probably missed some people in the beginning, but that's who I see right now. April Bean, what up, what up? So, William Ma- Newsom. Hello, hello, Mike Magali Newsom. Dashing across America. What up, Crystal? What up? Better than you, 79. Your boy, what up? Okay, so that is what we got on the docket tonight. Before I get into the video, I want to show you. The video is, I think, 10 minutes. I don't know if I'll play the whole thing, but Stay with me if I decide to, because I, I, I think it's an easy little watch and it might a light bulb might pop in for you. Some of you guys might have seen this video already. This isn't from a content creator. This is from like a huge kind of like media outlet, kind of like they expose kind of like things and things that go on in the in, in America and across the country. And they make you think about it differently. So I want to show you guys that video. But first, let's touch into uh, I hope you guys had a good week this week. Uh, my week was OK. I did mostly Instacart. Okay. I think I made $117 on DoorDash and 400 and something on Instacart. So did not make a lot of money this week, but I also did not have the apps on for a long period of time. I did give Instacart kind of another go. As you might've seen some of the content I made this week, I had some good things, some bad things. I delivered over 400 pounds of soil. They didn't want to give me, uh, uh, what do you call it? heavy pay but then i called instacart they wound up giving me ten dollars anyways i think it was just a glitch it is what it is but my average order size was uh, almost 30 bucks on instacart and i kept my mileage really low for the most part overall so my profits on on average were up but i didn't spend a lot of time out i did have though some downtime because with instacart you're looking through batches man there's a lot of trash right um doordash i was active on the app for not even seven hours. I had the app on for 10 hours this week. Let me repeat that. I had DoorDash on for 10 hours. Things are changing in my market, so we adapt. DoorDash at some point probably will get a little bit better as some of the new dashers kind of fall off. Maybe the office will get better. My AR tanked. I've been I have not been seeing as good I haven't been seeing as much. And because I haven't been seeing as much, I haven't been seeing as good of things that I can take. I hope that makes sense to you. My market's oversaturated, so we try different different things. I'm not going to complain about it. I'm going to try another app and still make what I wanted to make this week. And I did do that because I had a lot of other things going on. Now, so that was my my week in a nutshell. I hope you guys had a good week. I had an overall good week. Got a lot of things done. Today was an off day. I don't work Saturday, Sundays. Got a lot done in the house. I re we redid our, our Ruby, our daughter's uh, room. She has a big girl room now. So brand new toddler bed. Uh, desk chairs, uh, what do you call it? Uh, bookshelf. Um, I had to put together a couple things today. I did all that 
And I was really happy to do that. She has a brand new room. So shout out to her. Shout out to the gig economy for allowing me to be able to do that for my kid and give her a whole new room and new carpet and rug. And like, it was really, I did all that today. Very busy day. Still here for you guys tonight. Now, gig economy. Is it in trouble? Is it a scam? Are they taking advantage of drivers? That's the video we're going to get into tonight. I hope you guys are ready to watch it. I hope you guys have your opinions ready to rock and roll. Before I get started, I have a special announcement. I just got off the of a, of a little meeting of sorts with some dear friends of mine. I have a gig conference 2023 announcement date right now. The 230 of you guys will be the first to hear of it. I'll make some community posts this week. We'll make videos. I'll be, you know, broadcasting this and we'll be talking about it as things come up. But I'm going to share dates with you guys right now. I'll share a little bit of info. So hit that thumbs up because you guys are getting exclusive information. Now, if anybody isn't aware of what's a gig conference, Pedro, because a lot of you, when I did this last year, were not part of this community, possibly. You might be new to this channel. Uh, at the end of last July, 2022, I held a conference, a gig con 2023 in my town of St. Louis, Missouri. About 100 people showed up. It was awesome. Live event, had some speakers, some music, had some great food, St. Louis inspired cuisine. Um, it was absolutely fantastic. We were able to employ nine people, had a DJ. It was fantastic. We celebrated what we did in the last couple of years in gig, econ gig economy. We were able to come together and celebrate that. A lot of content creators came. We were all able to meet each other. There was free swag. We had sponsors. It was a great event. The next one's coming in 2023, obviously, three months from now. So without further ado, drum rolls, please. Now, these are the dates. August 4th, 5th, and 6th. We have a three-day event planned for you guys. Now, the GigCon itself, a meet and greet of all collaborators and information, and you get to just have a good time, right? With fellow people you see in the, the chat sometimes, content creators, right? Fellow drivers, gig economy hustlers, right? We'll be on the 4th, which is a Friday. We will have that night before anybody coming in a little bit early, a little meet and greet, a little little maybe a little dinner maybe dinner and drinks kind of event for anybody coming in that Thursday the night before we'll have something set up then conference will be that Friday probably an 8 hour event or so indoor venue right going to be a little we're going to level up from what we did last year last year was in a park it was great but it was outside this one's going to be inside and then the 5th and 6th at Saturday and Sunday will be an outdoor retreat okay hosted by brought to you by Steve from Rideshare Rodeo okay Steve Rideshare Rodeo. So he, you know, he wants to do something outside for those days. So you can be a part of the, the, the Saturday and Sunday outdoor events will be a little more exclusive because not, you know, we'll have to see what kind of attendance we get for that. But we're looking 20 people if it's more than that possible, but that'll be different. But the gig con is that Friday. And then if you want to continue, you got that Saturday and Sunday outdoor events, going to Springs, getting in the water, doing some rafting, things like that, spending a little time outdoors in the nature's right in nature. So mark your calendars, August 4th, 5th, and 6th. You got three months to plan for this. I'll be giving a lot more information where you can sign up. There'll be a website, all that good stuff coming very soon. Now, where's it going to be? I haven't said that yet. I haven't said where it's going to be. It's not going to be St. Louis. It's not going to be Nashville like I talked about. It's going to be in Colorado. So for all my Colorado gig economy drivers, all my West Coast people, Mid-Coast people, 
really easy for you to get to Colorado, right? Okay. So start planning now. Get a plane ticket, get a, you know, a hotel accommodations, drive out, whatever. August 4th, 5th, and 6th. More information coming. You guys get the exclusive on that right now. So let me check the comments and see what we're doing. See what you guys are saying about that. Colorado? Yes, Colorado. Hope is, hope is well. Yeah, <laughs> what up, Hannibal? Cheap plane tickets could be right there, right here. Okay. Life is a scam, says Porky. Uh, saw Seattle, dog. Can't do Seattle. We're going to do Colorado. Sounds like. Sounds like Colorado, says Bud Soda. Brandon Diaz says Colorado. Brandon Diaz knows what's up. City. So we're looking um, right outside of Denver. Uh, once we have that city locked down, um, somewhere around the Denver area, we'll say that. Okay. But I wanted to give you guys those dates now so you can start thinking about if that's going to work for you this coming uh, summer, towards the end of summer, before kids get back into school, have a little weekend, have a little fun. Um, it's going to be a great place to meet people, connect, right? learn some things. Um, it's going to be fun. We're going to be planning that. I've already planned some things, but we're going to really get it going now that we have the dates locked in Denver. Denver, yeah. So the airport is Denver? I would think so. I would think so. Um, you guys will have to look into that. Somebody says Aurora. Um, if Steve's in here, Steve could drop. He mentioned a place, Buena, Buena Vista, something like that. That's kind of where maybe the uh, two-day events will be. So we're looking around the Denver area, guys. So just know that that is coming. As soon as information becomes more available, I will share that. We will share that with you guys. So, um, yeah, there we go. Airport is DIA. There we go. DIA, DIA, DIA. Uh, sounds awesome. Will you be getting hotels to participate and getting rooms blocked? Not sure yet, Dad Dash. Uh, when I did it in St. Louis, we didn't have to do that. So we're going to have to see what that looks like for that particular area. What other events are happening in that city, in that town? to see if we if we need to do that or not. But that's definitely, obviously, a possibility. So that's what we got. What up, Mike? How you doing? Not in Texas yet. Not yet. Listen, every year my plan is to do one a year. And I want like to do a different state every year. And this year, the way it works out with some with, with some other things that, you know, Steve had going on, it's like, you know what? Denver could be cool. Colorado could be fun. Why not do it there? The Drivens are out in Colorado. Van is out in Colorado. Um, I believe there's a few other content creators out there. So we're going to make this work. It's going to be a fun event, I'm sure. And uh, the, the clock is on right now. Your boy's going to be getting it figured out. So putting this this uh, event together for you guys is going to be something that I'm very proud to do, humble to do it. A lot of you guys have been asking. There you go. Now, let's get right into this video. I don't want to hold you guys up. Hit that thumbs up. Appreciate y'all. What up, ha- Sammy Shopper? Holly. Um but so now if Bud Soda shows up, if he comes, we need to keep the hard Mountain Dew seltzers away from Bud Soda. <laughs> What's up, man? All right, let me get the headset on. I want to show you guys this video. So stay with me here. I'll give you a little bit of context. Okay. So the header on this video was basically, is the gig economy in trouble? You know, is it a scam? Okay, that's kind of like the header. And then as you saw on the thumbnail, um, I pulled that freedom. The thumbnail had the word freedom and it looked like a person with like some kind of Uber signal on their head or something. Um, clearly, the gig economy talks about freedom and flexibility, coming to the apps and being free, having freedom, which I believe I have that. I think a lot of you guys have that. Freedom and flexibility is very relative, though. It's going to be different for everybody else. Some people are okay with working seven days a week, 12 hours. And they feel like they're free and, and flexible because they get to do what that's what they want to do. And that's true. 
others and most of the people that work in gig economy work yeah, four to 10 hours a week. And it's like, you know, they literally do it on their time. Maybe it's once every Friday or something like that. After work, they go out for a few hours and make a little bit, 50, 60, maybe a hundred bucks. And then that's it. And that, that hundred dollars is going towards something. That's how most people use the gig economy. I think we have to remind ourselves of that, right? Um, how, how most of us use it is very different than the average man and woman in this country or a college student or whatever, senior citizen, retired person, right? So they're, they're, they're playing on that freedom thing, okay, in, in this video a little bit. So I want you guys to watch this and put your opinions in the comments as you're watching. And then we can also, when you open the stream right up, I want to get you guys coming up here and sharing me what you thought about, sharing with us what you thought about that. So let me pull this up here. One second. Okay. So there's the opening thing. Meet Abraham. Okay. Abraham. So let me go ahead and see if I can't show you guys this. And I'm going to be watching the chat. I want you to put a thumbs up if you can hear it because you guys know me. There's always some technical issues. But so if I, if I don't see a thumbs up and if I see a thumbs down, it means you guys aren't hearing it. But I think we should be good. So give me one second. Okay, here we go. Abraham. He's trying to pay off the lease on his new Lincoln. He got it to stand out in the fleet of other Uber vehicles. He drives for hours every day to try and make a living from what was once a lucrative job. Now, Abraham is barely making it from one paycheck to the next. He's depressed, overworked, and in debt. What he is not, however, is an employee. Yes, strange as that sounds, that one keyword has been the bane of the existence of Abraham and many of Uber's most important staff, their drivers. They are drivers, yes, but as far as the company is concerned, they are independent contractors, not employees. This distinction is crucial to Uber's business model, since being an employee, at least in the United States of America, entitles you to a host of benefits and protections that companies must respect, including a minimum wage. It also includes retirement benefits, job security. Independent contractors get none of that. Instead, they're promised the freedom to choose their own hours, a better work-life balance, and more flexibility. How much of that is true, though? Is there any proof in the pudding, or is independent contractor just a more merciful-sounding version of very, very expendable? Welcome to the world of the gig economy. The gig economy thrived on the promise of flexibility and freedom. Companies lured in desperate workers and shifted society as a whole. And now the workforce as a whole is feeling the heat. Since the pandemic, the pioneers of modern gig work have laid off thousands of workers. It's all going downhill, even for these innovators. Because even high earners making six figures are living paycheck to paycheck, contrast to 1985, an American man working full-time could support a family of four on 40 weeks of income. This includes a three-bedroom house, insurance plan, a car, and two kids' tuition. Get this, it takes 62 weeks to maintain this in 2023. That's over five months of extra work. Luckily for us, there's always ways to try and get ahead, like a market that's outpaced the tech-heavy S&P 500 for the last 26 years. Even when those gig economy stocks were flying high, I'm talking about the art market. And now you can access it in minutes without needing millions of dollars. Thanks to Masterworks, Masterworks paid out tens of millions of dollars to their investors last year, and that's not a one-off. Every Masterworks exit to date has returned a profit to investors like you. Just take a look at this performance. The results speak for themselves. With 646,000 plus users, Masterworks offerings have sold out in minutes. They even had to make a waitlist for new users. Worldwide population, Uber has been one of the most widely recognizable brands for the last 10 years. 
voted the most successful startup at one point, it's certainly doing something right. In fact, it's probably doing something special. Even though Uber is known for being a ride-sharing service, of course, they do delivery as well, Uber owns no cars. Until recently in most countries, Uber also maintained no formal employment of the drivers that are the heartbeat of its services. Similarly, Airbnb, which is an accommodation rental service, owns no houses. In gig economy land, the intermediary, in this case Uber or Airbnb, earns its money by taking a commission on the transactions between two parties, the rider and the driver, for example. The service Uber offers isn't the ride itself, but rather finding you the ride. Uber is charging you for having organized this transaction. The same goes for the driver, one could argue. Uber is helping the driver find a passenger, essentially providing them with a service as well. In that sense, the drivers are also Uber's customers. People disagree about Uber's role in all of this, and it's been the subject of many lawsuits recently. Drivers on the app felt like they were being denied benefits that they deserve, benefits that even a taxi driver might get, for example. However, what does the rest of the business world think about this sort of approach? Well, Uber's success has done the talking, and it didn't take long for other companies to take note and implement similar systems of their own. For instance, FlyBlack for private flying, where you don't choose a flight time but instead book a departure window, commonly referred to as Uber for private flying, FlyBlack has a fleet of over 3,000 aircraft. As these businesses grow, stories emerge that startups like this one have managed to cut enough costs that they're not that much more expensive than commercial airlines all the while offering other benefits like allowing you to arrive just 15 minutes before your flight. There is slate for house cleaning. Admittedly, house cleaning is more of a nitpicky activity than being driven in a taxi. The company was unsuccessful in its initial launch and had to adapt its service to meet the many definitions of cleanliness. There are even Uber-like businesses for babysitting. By removing the traditional organization of formally employing a bunch of people, taking care of them, and being liable for them, the Uber business model has significantly brought down its costs. However, beyond the bang for your buck, why is the gig economy idea catching on so well? Well, it's flexible, not just for the employer, but also for the employee. Paperwork, working hours, the ability to switch markets, and so on are all reasons why the gig economy has more than a few admirers. The general idea of the gig economy, especially with online gigs, is that it allows people to work jobs that would be much harder to get with traditional bureaucracy. You can, for example, try coming to San Francisco and getting a United States work permit to work at a graphic design firm, or you could just open an account on Fiverr from Lisbon and do a similar job. You could either pay thousands of dollars for flights, relocation, and so on, and move to a different part of the world to find a better job, or just do it from the comfort of your own home, closer to the people you love. The pandemic has driven this realization home, and now more and more people are trying to take advantage of the gig economy. People can now try out fields they've always been interested in, but were deterred by a high entry bar or paperwork. Independent contractors often report being happier than their regularly employed counterparts, as they have more control over how they spend their time. The gig nature also fundamentally involves less commitment, and encourages more risk-taking by people who would previously have been risk-averse in their 9-to-5 office. So let me ask you guys a question. So they just said, most 1099 independent contractors enjoy the freedom and flexibilities. They see more happier than their W-2 employee counterparts. In the chat, do you guys think that that's true? In your friends group, your family group, you're a 1099 independent contractor. Let's say you do that's what you do. You don't have a W-2, right? Because I know some of you guys do both. Do you feel like you're happier when you go to 
family picnics and barbecues. And, you know, I was at my uh, my nephew's birthday party yesterday. Right. And most everybody that's there has a W-2 job, traditional work. Do you feel if you're having those conversations that you are more fulfilled and happy and less stressed out by doing gig economy work than your counterparts? Let me look at the comments and we'll continue this video. But I want to ask you guys that question. Definitely. Nope. Okay. Don't think gig workers are happier. No, says Hockey PNC. Okay. William says no. Okay. Why don't you feel happier or fulfilled or do you, why? What's the difference? Yes, way happier, says William. Okay. I love being able to make my own schedule. Okay. Happier than gig work. I'm way happier, says GigTube. Okay. And GigTube's been in this for GigTube. What's it been? Five, six years at least, right? Something like that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe more. Uh, but so it says I'm stressed, but I make less uh, W2 in my area. Okay. So is making a little bit more money worth the stress? So that's why I want to bring this up. I'm so, I'll, so I think we're getting a mixed bag of reaction because we all have different experiences in gig economy, right? Full-time gig work since 2008. So five years. Okay. I figured it was about that. Okay. I've done it six years and I'm happier. Okay. Love that. Uh, Brad Stasher says, put me out of my misery if I ever have to go back to a W-2. And I, I hear that a lot, Brash. I hear that a lot from full-time drivers. It will never go back. No, no, you, can't, you couldn't pay me enough. Never go back. Never, never going back. Never going back. And I think mostly in part because the last job that those people that say that had was a miserable job. They hated it. They either hated their boss. And most people that quit a job, they quit because of their boss. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Studies can expand on that. When you quit a job or if you hate your job, you hate your boss, your direct supervisor, typically more than the pay or anything else. Because most of the time when we move jobs, the pay is pretty, very similar. Most of us aren't uh, trading one job for the next and it's paying you $20,000 more. It's not common. Just trust me on that. Usually you, you don't like your boss. Anyway, let's continue this video. It's only a little bit more and, and we're going to get this conversation rolling. OK, so stay with me here. job. However, the same flexibility that made Uber look so good took away some of the responsibilities employers had for their employees. Insurance benefits, lack of a minimum wage, and lesser known restrictions on the job are why there are so many class action lawsuits against companies that follow the Uber business model. Uber is undoubtedly aware of the importance of its employees. For the positions that help keep their app, the most critical element of the business, afloat, Uber hires full-time employees and pays them handsomely. Nobody is arguing that drivers should get software engineering wages, but the absence of basic employee benefits is difficult to accept, to say the least. Even if you choose to side with Uber, let's say in the classification that the drivers are not their employees, but rather customers of some sort, one would have to ask why the customer is always right no longer seems to apply. Uber probably epitomizes the gig economy more than other companies, but that doesn't mean that there are no other big players around. Fiverr, Upwork, and People Per Hour have also been notable players in the gig world. The services that they offer have the same idea. They connect graphic designers, for example, with people who need some graphic design work. Of course, the actual repertoire of their services is more extensive. Freelancers, as people on these platforms are called, have been around for a while now. However, they were never more relevant than during the pandemic years from 2020 to 2022. During that time, people dreamt of going to far-flung destinations and continuing to work online, in order to disconnect from what was a somewhat restrictive reality at the time. The people who could take most advantage of that were freelancers and gig workers. If they didn't like this gig, they could try that one. 
Simple as that. For all its freedom, though, the gig economy's market-level effect is that a bare minimum price does not limit contractors as they would be in the real world of employees and employers. The lowest bid wins the gig, but in doing so, sets a market rate that is detrimental to everybody, bringing in immigrants for jobs that the citizens won't do. Let's talk about that real quick. I, I Listen, I, I know most of you guys are way smarter than me. Trust me. Okay, tr- I know that. Market minimums. Bear market minimums. More people. He just said more people come in. In layman's terms, more people come into this kind of work because it's freelance work. I don't like this kind of gig. I could go this kind of gig. So I don't like DoorDash, so I'll try Uber. I don't like Uber, so I'll try Shipped. I don't like DoorDash, I'll try Curry. I don't like Curry, let me do Rody. I don't like Rody, let me do Walmart Spark. I don't like Uber, let me do Lyft. I don't like Lyft, let me do Uber. I can go on and on and on and on and on. Because the endless, there's a lot of opportunities within the gig economy beyond just food delivery, freelance work, all kinds of fucking shit. Okay, like a lot. All right. So because of that, what happens? Saturation levels will, depending on the gig, continue to go up and down. But right now, they're on the rise. More people are doing DoorDash, specifically because I know that because I've seen the, the numbers than ever before. More people have DoorDash on their app as a gig economy opportunity than ever before. So what happens? The market minimum goes down. You have debt drivers in my area taking two, three dollar orders. And sometimes they'll take a two, three, and then the third order they take is 50 bucks, maybe. And I don't see that $50 order now. As more people know about these opportunities and want to test them out, it will affect the ones that have been doing it for maybe a little bit of time. Okay, let's continue. ...has been essential in social mobility through immigration. The gig economy stands to threaten that as well. Why would any company even bother to go through all the paperwork of hiring someone if they can just forego that by saying they are independent contractors? The possible abuse of this term has meant that Uber and other gig economy businesses are facing mounting pressure. Many companies are returning to the traditional model of having full-time, office-going employees in order to 1. avoid similar legal struggles as Uber, and 2. to have better control over their workforce. Slate, for example, initially failed to meet its customer requirements for house cleaning. They realized that the only way to solve this problem was to have better control over whom they hire, as the cleanliness requirements were too vague to be met by someone who had just signed up on the app. Babysitting apps Poppy and Trusted also had this issue because their success relied too heavily on whether customers could trust the service's independent contractors with their children. As a result, they pivoted away from the independent contractor model to having more regular employees whom they could train and reprimand if something went wrong. Uber's CEO has said that the company is willing to cover health benefits for drivers that log full-time hours, but full-time hours defeat the purpose of the gig economy's supposed flexibility. The gig economy may not be so flexible after all. Take Fiverr, for example. It'll gladly advertise its flexibility when it needs to. Let's stop there. While some of you might think it's interesting, some might say it's boring. Let's stop there. Let's get the conversation and put it in your guys' hands. Okay? That last little bit there. The gig economy might not be as flexible as you think or whatever they said. right? Something similar to that, right? Now, freedom and flexibility. I would say. If I took a poll, and I've done some polls here, I think I'll pull them up here that are similar to this conversation. If I put a poll up right now, what's the number one reason you do DoorDash, gig economy apps, whatever it is? 
I think the majority, and I don't know how high of a majority, but the majority of people, if I had four different options, freedom of flexibility, money, uh, I love serving my community, and I can't do anything else. This is the only job out that'll hire me. I think overwhelmingly, actually, people would say freedom and flexibility. I don't think people come to this for the money. The money can be good for some of us, but we're not we're not millionaires here, right? So you're not going to this job to get rich. You're just not, right? Freedom and flexibility, being your own boss, not being able to, not having to clock in, not having to ask for time off. It all falls under freedom and flexibility. But is it that flexible? Is it that f- much free? I think for the part-timers, it is. I think for some of the full-timers, it can be as well, you know? But think about this. You have to work when it's busy. Most of you guys are working the same time every day. Right? Most of you guys are working a nine to five. If you're full time, you're working a nine to five. Think about that. It, you're not working nine to five banking hours, but you're working eight hours a day and you're working the same time every fucking day. Right? So you're working hmm, in most markets 10 to whatever or 12 to eight. Or you're going, you want up four hours for lunch, you go home, you take the dog out, you chill, you take a nap, you go back out for four hours of dinner. That's, that's normal, right? I think that that's normal. So you're still working. So it's like, kind of like a job a little bit. Would you not say? It was for me. It is for me sometimes. When I go out, most of the time I start my apps, it's the same time every day. And I end about the same time because that works for me. But it's also, I got to be out when it's busy. Got to, you know, a lot of you guys work the weekends. A lot of you guys work seven days a week. So for all my people working seven days a week, how free are you? If you work seven days a week, is that freedom? Is that freedom? Let's start this conversation. I'm going to share the uh, stream yard with you guys. Uh, okay, so Steve says he works mainly 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. He works curry, right? 5 a.m. But those are the hours he works because that's when the work is he understands he has to get up early to get those those hot runs, those hot shots, hot runs, whatever. The contractors, the, the guys at the job sites need their shit early. So he can't wake up at 10 a.m. He's going to miss out on money. So he's got to get up at 5 a.m. or 4.30. And he's done by one, which is fantastic. But he's still working when it's busy. All of us have to work when it's busy to make money. So is there freedom in that? Ah, That's my challenge tonight. That's one of my, you know. Are we really that? Is it really that free? The apps tell us we're freedom. We have freedom. We have we can come and go as we want. But then Uber only gives benefits to full timers if you work full time hours. So eh, kind of like an employee. If you work the W-2, you only get benefits if you're full time. Part timers sometimes aren't getting benefits. We're in this. We're in a weird spot with these apps. OK, so after watching that video. Let me go ahead and share the streamer link with you guys. I think I might. I'm not sure if I'm going to have one or two people up at a time or everybody. Sometimes when everybody comes up, it's tough because I don't want everybody talking over each other. But then like one person sits there for 30 minutes or an hour and says nothing. I don't like that. So I'm going I'm to decide how we're going to do this. Let me go ahead and add this uh, link to the top. I would love anybody to come in and. What do you think about what we just saw? Share with your experience. Share your experiences with us. Um, and only being in the gig economy for not even three years. And when I started, I was part-time. It, it's changed a lot, and I think it's going to continue to change. The legislation's going to come or not come. I don't worry about that as much because I think a lot of people want to pass bills, but they just don't seem to be getting passed. 
So when I hear things about us being employees, I'm not too concerned about it right now, but it doesn't mean that can't be something down the line. Right. So we can get into that as well. But it's not I'm not I'm not necessarily really concerned about it. Some of you guys might be, though. All right. Let me go ahead and share this link with you guys. Appreciate everybody for watching, allowing me to ramble. And there we go. I'm going to go ahead and pin it up at the top. If I can, it always, why does it always give me trouble when I try to pin it sometimes? Oh, hold on. Okay, there we go. We're pinned up at the top. And while you guys are thinking about coming in, I will read the chat. Uh, I feel it's a technique you're using to get people to quit doing DoorDash. Do you high volume across the states to create more open? You think it's a technique that I'm using? Yeah, definitely not. Appreciate your opinion, though. Uh, Spark is one of the only companies not halfway screwing their drivers. Okay, that's good. I don't I don't do Sparks. Like I wouldn't be able to talk about that. Damien Boricua. What up, what up, what up? The wait list is outrageous. Yeah, wait list on Curry. I signed up for Curry, too. Hopefully, I can get on because I, I want to try it out. Melissa says, I haven't had an offer on Curry. Okay, hold on. Let me get past the Curry talk. Uh, The full-time to part-time crap that is often talked about doesn't matter. Fair paying orders should be expected whether you work one hour or 80 hours. Ooh, interesting, Ryan. Some people would disagree with that. I'm not in in disagreement with that. I think you should turn your app on and be able to make fair money anytime. But a lot of people would say, well, hey, I work more than you, Ryan. So I should see better offers than you because I, I put more, I give more to the, the company. So a lot of people would disagree with that. Yes, it's still freedom. Don't matter how you slice it, Pedro. It's individual. Oh, man, these comments go so fast. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm trying to read some, but it's tough. Oh, uh, man. Okay. What up, Jimmy? How you doing? Uh, let's see. I can't. Okay, okay, I can't. I can't. I can't keep up with it. Okay. Who do we have waiting? We have Chad, Mr. GigTube. Love that Chad's here. Love it. We have Cowboy Courier. We have Jerry Bell. We got Cowboy Courier was here last week. We got two other new people, which I don't think have been a part of this particular show. So that's super exciting for me. We have Bud Soda. Okay. Let me get you guys up here in one second. Let me remove this. Let me kick this guy over. Okay, cool. All right. So first I'm going to bring up GigTube. Uh... And I'm going to bring up Cowboy Courier, Jerry. I'm just going to bring all you guys up. Should I make Bud Soda wait? Bud Soda's here every week. Should we should we put him on pause or should we bring him up? You guys decide. I don't know. He's probably smiling in his car. I see him smiling right now. I said that on purpose, Bud Soda. Okay. Let's bring up Chad, Mr. GigTube. Yeah. Mr. GigTube, how you doing? Ooh, I can't hear you. Can't hear. Okay, now you're good. Okay, can you hear me? Hold on. Okay, I can hear you. Say something, Chad. I can't Chad. hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine, yeah. I don't know why I can't hear you. Yeah, that's that's strange. Take a look at it, though. Hold on. Because I can hear you just fine. So, Chad, I'll come back in a second. Let me bring up Cowboy Courier. Cowboy Courier, how you doing? You with us? Howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy. Let me bring in Jerry Jerry Bell. Jerry Bell, how you doing? I'm doing good. Trying to get my headphones to work. Hang on. Oh, you're good. You're good. All right. So I'll start with Cowboy Courier. Uh, what What do you think about the little clip we just saw? Uh, share with me your perspective. I'm getting some little bit of feedback. Uh, Jerry, I think you have a, have something on in the background. Well, you could the season. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, hold on. All right, there we go. Yeah, you go ahead first. Go ahead. Yeah, man, I honestly, I feel like there is a lot of freedom and flexibility with this, even though I'm putting in massive amount of hours. You know, I'm I'm probably out here dashing primarily DoorDash for 80 plus hours every week. But it gives me the flexibility to wake up on a given day and say, you know what, you know, this, this week I, I was going to take Tuesday off, but I'll dash. Maybe I'll just take Wednesday off this day, you know, or I can wake up and I can say, you know what, today I'm going to put in 16. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. You know, if it gets slow, I can say, I have to hell with it. I'll take a little break when I want that little break could be four hours if I want. I can dash until 4 o'clock in the morning if I want. Mm. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I understand that there's almost like a certain kind of addiction that this job gives certain personality types. Uh, I think you're, I think think you just hit it. Certain personality types, this job can be very addicting. Go ahead. I'm glad you said it because I think that's very true for a lot of people. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I've heard it likened to uh, like a video game. The kind of grindy video game where you can go and you just like kill monsters over and over to get like XP and gold or whatever. And so, you know, some certain personality types, they get hooked on those types of games where they're just like really grinding for the gear. You know, I'm making more money doing this job than I've ever made before in my life. And even if I was just putting in 40, you know, and, and limiting myself to the times I, I, you know, I would be like you were saying, you know, kind of confined and losing a bit of the freedom. And I'd have to go out for lunch, have to go out for dinner and maybe, <clears throat> maybe be stuck on like a seven day of the week schedule. But, you know, if I had to do that, if I had to just do only 40, but optimizing my hours, I'd still be making more money doing this. And I think I'd feel more free doing this job than any other job so can I, that, I, can I, that I've can done. I, can I push back on you for a second? Absolutely, yeah. So I think, obviously, you're making more money now than before, which is great. I think a lot of people would love to say that, right? But if you're mm-hmm. working 80 hours a week, how free can you really be? Because if you're working seven days, 12 hours a day, what do you have time to do and enjoy anything else? What do you say to that? Oh, yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, like I was saying, you know, I can decide, you know, hell, I, I just want to take this Tuesday off. I, I want to take Tuesday and Wednesday off. I can say this week, you know what? I'm totally comfortable taking the entire week off because I killed it the last two weeks, you know, and I'm, I'm totally just fine. Um, I have a, a cleaning company and I work as a handyman and the, the freedom and flexibility to kind of choose my hours here is like absolutely critical working in, in those kinds of fields, you know, I, I kind of compare those jobs. I actually, I would just straight up say that those other lines of work are also quote unquote gig work because, you know, it's not like I have a nine to five as a handyman. Like I have to get clients. I have to secure jobs. Same thing with cleaning, you know, and I have to sort of set up my own schedule as it can work out with me and the, you know, whatever prospective client. Um, and, and there's no like, you know, major consistency. Like sure. I'll have some regulars that I clean every week at the same time, Uh you know, but it's, it's all sort of subject to 
um, you know, being able to find those individual gigs as they come around. Um, but being able to fill the rest of my time dashing as I see fit, it, it really, it gives me, you know, I guess that's the element of freedom that really matters to me. Got it. You know, and, and I don't, I don't have a hard time with the whole, you know, like putting in massive amount of hours. Like it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's what I choose to do. I could choose not to do that. I'm, you know, having other work, I'm not so desperate that, uh, I don't have the choice and I am fortunate to be in a really good market where, you know, it, it's always feeling worthwhile, even you know, like during slow hours. Yeah. Here in Seattle, it's great. I want to ask you a question before I kick it to uh, Mr. GigTube. So how long mm-hmm. have you been, Cowboy Courier, how long have you been in the gig economy working 80 hours a week? Um, during the pandemic, I was hitting it real hard doing uh, Instacart early on in the pandemic. So, um, I, was, I, was, I was working a, yeah, I was working a W-2 at the time, full 40 hours. And I was probably doing 40 hours of Instacart as I was able. Um, but after things kind of slowed down with the pandemic uh, rush, you know, I, I really slowed down the amount of time that I was doing the gig until about a year ago. Um, my, my little baby boy was born. Um, and I just felt like I wasn't able to get enough time uh, with him. Uh, and enough time to like kind of help my wife out um, working on this rigid nine to five schedule. Um, so I ended up leaving that job and trying to strike it out as a handyman and, you know, just filling in the gaps with, um, I moved over to DoorDash at that point in time. Um, and, you know, not having a, like a good client list of you know preferred clients as a handyman when i first started out i ended up like pretty much doing way more doordash than anything else um and check check check, check. Gotcha. i can hear you me, yeah no you're, you're good let me give it to uh mr gigtube i think we can hear you go ahead and say something chad can you hear me yeah can you hear us yeah Okay. Okay, we're good. We're good. So, Chad, what what do you think about the video that we played, and and what do you think about freedom and flexibility within the gig economy? Do you think we really have it? Uh, yeah. I mean, you definitely have it, like because there's no scheduled hours and anything like that, except on some apps like GoPuff or Amazon Flex. You have to be at a certain place at a certain time. Mm-hmm. I think it gets into like a legal gray area as far as employee independent contractor model, but I'm a no lawyer. <laughs> yeah. What, what about, so, so, I mean, with all the apps, you kind of, kind of, you, you got to be there a certain time. Sometimes it's pre, pre-scheduled routes. So you got to be there 30 minutes before, do this. So it's, it, it definitely feels like it's a little of a scheduling element, especially with Amazon Flex, from what I've heard. But even yeah. with like Spark, you know, you might get a route and then like, okay, you got to be there at this time. And if you get there too early, they say it's, you can't take the food or you can't take yeah. the delivery. Like, so there's definitely these rules we have to abide by, timing stamps we got to abide by. Um, do you, let, but, let me ask you this question because I know you've been doing this for five years. Do, do you think this kind of work is sustainable long-term? Like if all your money comes from food delivery apps or rideshare apps, do you think that the average person can do that long-term? 
Well, I've been doing it for five years full time. So would you consider that long term? I guess I would. I mean, do you just like we say long term, you just mean until the end of your life. I mean, like this is the only like this is what you're going to (laughs) do and you don't have any other plans to do anything else. Do you think? Yeah, but I mean, compare that to people who work, you know, like retail W2 jobs, like Mm -hmm. the people like on the Walmart commercials. You don't really see them anymore. It's like some 80 year old lady who's been a greeter for Walmart since like JFK was president, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like those are low skilled jobs. Mm -hmm. And like people do the like there's cashiers go to your local supermarket. And a lot of times they'll say, you know, one year of service or 18 years of service or 30 years Mm -hmm. of service. Mm -hmm. Again, low skilled jobs, but people stick with them because, you know, they might have good benefits and good pay. And just the longer you stay, like cashier might could actually be making six figures or because they're getting stock options and stuff like that. Right. So but that that's a great point you just mentioned. We don't have any of that. Yeah, I mean, you can invest right. your own money, though, because especially because we true. have more money since they're not taking taxes out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you're paying more than like a week's worth of your earnings in taxes, you are doing your taxes wrong. True. I pay every year for the last five years. Actually, I got a refund a couple of years. But yeah, ever since I became a full time gig worker, I'd say like maybe one week of earnings is what I pay in taxes. Compare mm-hmm. that to if you have a W-2 40-hour week professional job, you pay like almost like three months Yeah, salary. Yep. Two, three months for sure. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. It's actually one of the reasons I moved to Florida. There's no state income tax here, so I get to keep a little bit more of my money. Yeah, but you got to live in Florida, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is. My market is sucking so hard right now. It is so slow. It yeah, I kills hear that me from, when I see people in California with I hear their Prop from, 22. Well, oh, they got it so easy. They have no idea, but... Um, Jerry Bell, prime uh, stepping on this convo. What do you think about the video we showed? Um, do you think that we have? Do we? Do you think we really are? Do we have freedom and flexibility as a gig economy worker? Well, first of all, Chet, can you hear me? Yes, you're good. Yeah. Go ahead. All right, cool, cool. Well, uh, let's see. I'm actually, I'm actually kind of a newbie. I've been doing this for what? Uh, no, this is January. So yeah. Oh, you're you're pretty new. Yeah, yeah very- pretty new. Okay. Yeah, I'm on. I'm only on three apps at the moment. I'm on Instacart, Uber, and DoorDash right now. Okay. And uh, like the best so far. So you're about what four months in? It, yeah, I'm, I'm. That's yeah. I, I, well, I like the as far as I've had people ask me like which app pays the best. It really just depends. I mean, there's been days where DoorDash is my main, and I made a lot of money on DoorDash. There's been like today was a weird one. I had mostly Instacart today. And Uber and DoorDash so, were kind of me. You are wearing a DoorDash shirt. I want for the right? <laughs> watching or not not watching and just listen to the audio. He has a DoorDash shirt on, which I, I'll give him props to that. Okay, that's, yeah. it's ballsy. All right, I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I didn't realize what I just kind of threw a shirt on and kind of went today. I'm, uh, you're, you're made for the stream, man. This is Pedro DoorDash Santiago. You got a DoorDash. That's right, right. Got to represent, right? You got to represent. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you, Jerry, what brought you to the gig economy, and how often do you work? Like how many, how are you, you're obviously full-time or you part-time? What are you doing? I'm full-time. Okay. And what, what brought you here in January? Well, let's see. Uh, I went through a pretty nasty divorce around the, I kind of got kind of on the bad end of it. Um, I owned a restaurant. Uh, it was a little mom and pop place called Bell's Better Burger in Box Springs, Texas. You can Google it, look it up. It's still there, but my darling ex-wife runs it. I'll keep things nice. Gotcha. But, but, um, you know, I mean, it's not like she outright 
took it from me. I mean, it's, you know, it was a small mom and pop place. It not very sustainable, you know, half the profits on, especially me doing like 85% of the work. And let's say what uh, running a restaurant, if you're a, owner operator that's mm-hmm. hard, that's hard fucking work. oh god yeah absolutely I, i've never owned one i've ran them but I, I i understand what like that is so let her have that you're you're gonna yeah. be, you're gonna be all right that's yeah. why i had to kind of what's what i had that's what i had to tell myself basically but you know and but you know i tried working for other people for a while you know i actually had a good job at a, a place called truck yard in dallas and really cool people really fun uh working with a buddy of mine but the problem was, is my, I have a, my 11 year old, she's in Taekwondo and me working nights, mostly exclusively there, I couldn't take her. And, you know, her mom wouldn't take her for some reason. So that interfered with that. And the truck yard shut down for remodel. And I had to, they basically told us just, well, good luck. Hope you want to come back when it reopens. And I was just out of a job. Mm-hmm. Like, well, crap. Yeah. So, uh, so I, my cousin told me about DoorDash and, you know, talking about how much he makes doing it. I'm like, oh, well, let me give it, I'll give it a go. Mm-hmm. Did just DoorDash at first and then worked some helpful videos up and learned about multi-apping. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And it's starting to make sense. And I realized how much more, like my best week I did 1200, uh, doing just, uh, multi-apping. Yeah. And I worked maybe, Give or take, probably forty-five hours. Okay, that week. That's pretty yeah. good. Absolutely. I mean, hell, not bad. You know, yeah. it's. Just, so, I like to, to go ahead. What is your? You came to this because you. It sounded like you tell me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you came to this because you needed to come to it. Yeah, like you. You know, you needed you needed something quick. Yeah, I needed something had, more flexible. Yeah. I needed something where I could actually be there for my kids. Right, you know? right, right. And and that's that's a great way to do the gig economy. I think, of course. Right? doing it when you want and figuring out mm-hmm. the scheduling plans as a parent and stuff like that. What do you think, you know, do you think you'll be doing this work next year or the year after, or are you going to try to find something else? Well, What's I'm, your plan? I'm definitely going to be putting up some money. You know, I'm, I've got some, you know, doing a, like a little sort of rainy day fund, but I'm also trying to put up for, I mean, I'm 40 now, you know, and uh, having to start all over at the age of 40 sucks. <laughs> it really does. But, um, you know, I'm just trying to put up money, get ready to retire. Um, my, I already got a house lined up, which is great, you know, because I, I lost my house in the divorce, so <laughs> I had to get that done. Yeah. But, um, and really just uh, make sure my my kids' futures are secure, make sure my retirement plan is secure. I mean, even then, I don't really necessarily have to retire. I could just, you know, just put up enough money that I could live off of for a while if I want to just work the apps for a little bit i can mm-hmm. but if i don't have to if i don't want to you know that's that's the goal so let me i want to ask cowboy courier and uh chad mr dot gig tube if if you know so jerry cowboy and chad has only been doing it since january so i'll start with cowboy cowboy what would you tell jerry to, to kind of you know you've been in this a couple years chad's been doing it five plus is there any, you know, some advice for Jerry, something to look out for, any any little, you know, he's still kind of new, but he's learning, he's doing all right. All right. What, what would you say to him, Cowboy? I learn something every day. I, I, would, I would suggest playing around in some of the different zones oh, um, that, are, that are accessible to you. You know, when I, 
when I first started on DoorDash, um, I was jumping around in all of the zones that are, um, you know, near enough to me to be accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, once I found the area that I really like, it's, you know, I, I like dashing in the suburbs personally. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. Um, and, and it's like a good moneyed area, you know, right here in Seattle, you know, um, we've got, you know, Microsoft and some Google campuses oh, yeah, and all that stuff. So we, we've got, you know, some, some people with big baller money. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, I, I like to target the area that has those people and, you know, be bringing food out to their, you know, three-story mansion. Um, of course. But, but then I, I also, once I settled on that area, I, I was taking 100% of orders for the first couple weeks. Um, just to really get familiar with all the different restaurants, um, you know, find out what's a uh, quick in and out, find out what kind of, you know, neighborhoods I'm happy to go to and which ones I would rather just avoid, um, you know, just to feel out that area and just become really familiar with the, the zones that you're going to be in. Um, and right. of course, the recommendation would be to be very friendly with all of the restaurants. Um, you know, all the restaurateurs there, your business partners, you know, so you always want to establish good relations there. Um, and then of course, you know, all the other um, standard advice people give you, the hot bag is crucial. I will never Absolutely. let a customer see me without a hot bag. Yeah. I'll the restaurants, I'll, I'll let the restaurant see me without a hot bag. They give us, but I will never let a single customer see me carrying any food or any item to them outside of a hot bag. It, that includes like retail orders. I have a, a special bag that I use for retail orders. It's not an insulated bag, but it's a very professional looking bag. Hey, Cowboy Curry, I got I got to say something because you brought something up that I'm, I have an unpopular opinion about. Do you think the hot bags really work? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've... Uh, We've had this as a, a recurring <laughs> recurring debate on this channel, man. Um, you know, I I carried ice cream today from Menchie's out into the sticks. I, it was a stack delivery that was in a heat insulated bag for thirty minutes. And when I handed it off to the customer, I asked her, "Hey, you know, this is the longest journey that this bag has taken with a frozen food item." So would you please, uh, once you've checked it out, give me a message and just let me know what condition it's in so I can, you know, have that feedback on how well this, this bag works. She sent me a picture and she said, you know, it's a little melted around the edges, but it's, it's still firm in the middle. And, and, and I was like, okay, that, that's great. I have, you know, some really high quality bags. Yeah. Those make, those, um, those make. Oh yeah, me too, dude. Yeah, absolutely. And and so I do feel like it does some good as far as like preserving the temperature that it's at when you get it. Of course, you yeah. never know what temperature is going to be at when you yeah, get but, it. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it definitely has that professional look to it. Yeah, um, and yeah, I, I think, like I think that even this, this might be kind of a controversial opinion. I think that like those free pizza bags that you get from Papa John's or Pizza Hut or whatever – little flimsy ones. Mm-hmm. I think that those ones look tacky and look unprofessional. You can just look at those bags. And as a customer, if I looked at that bag, I'd be like, that looks like you're carrying my food in a disposable 
piece of garbage, which they basically are. You know, I've, I've even like given customers their pizzas in those disposable bags. If I get like a oh, double wow. stack that's too big to put all the pizzas in my really quality pizza bag, I'll leave one of the customer's orders in that other bag and just like say, hey, you can have this. It's really handy if you're ever picking up a pizza. Yeah, that's that's above and beyond. Good for you, man. So, so Chad, what what would you tell Jerry, man? Being a, a giggy con vet, man, what would you what would you uh, what, what wisdom could you give Jerry to help him out? Oh, hold on, I think Chad's muted. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> we can't hear you. We can't. We can't hear you, Chad. We can't hear you. Uh, Mic check. <laughs> he's not muted. I think he's just having technical. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we can't. We can't hear you. We can't hear. You. How about now? Now nah, you're good. Oh, there, there we go. go. Gotcha. Wrong one. Uh, selected. All right. So I was saying, um, there's a wealth of resources on YouTube, mm-hmm. like my channel, Pedro's channel, yeah, other channels. You know, so like any training that you need, you can get it for free. Although there are actually books, like uh, my former co-host of my former podcast actually wrote how to instacart these two books here um i actually thought about writing a book myself but i just never have time to sit around and get to it mm-hmm. um yeah so it's like it depends on how long you plan on doing it. i mean if you're just gonna do it short term i say even if you're doing it short term it's like just don't half-ass it it's like if you take it professionally oh, you take it seriously like you're like you're already everybody who's watching this pat yourself on the back because you are part of a elite minority of somebody who actually cares enough to Good point, Go on Jay. YouTube on a ten o'clock on a Sunday night to to watch <laughs> this because like how many how many DoorDash drivers are there like a million two million something like that oh yeah almost four million I think yeah, yeah. and like Crazy. so what's like a really good episode of the show get like maybe ten thousand views oh uh, yes a fantastic so that's like point zero 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 one percent of yep. all DoorDashers are watching this and I mean it's not just Pedro there's tons of other resources i mean even like, it's the same know. i mean bentley coop has one hundred and forty thousand, yeah. and he doesn't get what yeah so it's it's your point is most people that are active on the apps don't seek out the free information that's there yeah I, I, this I, is free it doesn't cost you anything to watch this video one of chad's videos one of hannibal's it doesn't cost you a dollar to watch it and it's yeah. free and you could get information so yeah um something i always said in my former podcast i always said the real mvps somebody make a meme out of this you know the real you the real mvp Mm-hmm. Are are the turds that don't use hot bags that don't message customers mm. um, because they do such a terrible job? Is that if you just put in a little bit of effort, mm. the customers are right back. Oh my God, you're the first driver that's ever you know said hello or thank you or something. You know, yeah. and it'll affect your time. tip next time. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you'll get a bigger tip. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's it's. I think a reason. I mean, we we could hash that out. It's a whole separate episode of why people don't tip is because mm-hmm. of all that terrible service they've had and i can't remember if it was was this pedro or bentley coop that said they're tipping based on their last driver i agree with it there. i think there's some truth there i do um because if you have enough bad experiences so think about it like this I, I like to go out to eat i go out to eat almost every day it's not it's it's stupid i know but if i have a bad experience at a particular place i that I used to like, but now like the turnover is different. It's different. If I go there two, three times and it's bad, I'm going to stop going back. So if I'm a consumer and Chad delivers my pizza and he doesn't use a hot bag and he's 
he's kind of rude. He doesn't follow instructions. He knocks on my door when I said, don't knock. And there's a baby sleeping. And then Pedro, not, you know, goes next week. He delivers my food. I'm missing a soda. He didn't follow the instructions. He delivered it to my next door neighbor. And then Jerry comes and he's like, oh, my, this Jerry guy looks like he just got rolled out of bed. He's kind of like <laughs> in a bad mood, he, you know. And then Cowboy Courier comes and like everything's perfect. It's like, okay, well, I got one out of four. So should I tip? Should I not tip? Because I didn't tip before or I tipped before and I got bad service and I tipped this time and I got bad service I'm, and I didn't tip and I got great service. Like I think the I'm loving that tip oh. after that new tip after. Oh God. Um, yeah, Thank the Lord yeah. that they made that easier because I get quite a bit of post delivery. Had like two dollars added to ten dollars added, yeah, a couple times at least. Yeah, I, I go through that. You know, I get the you know the text message saying you know the customer added bloody blah, blah after your delivery of Taco Bell, um, and that's like the same text number that texts you and it says like it looks like you're headed you know not headed to the restaurant yet or so and so's order. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, I, always, I always go through and I delete those ones and I just leave myself the list of like a historical record of all of the customers that have added a tip after the fact just so I can like look at it and kind of stroke my ego when I need a little boost. Listen, I've gotten since they started that in St. Louis, I've probably gotten 20 post tips in maybe 2 months. That's a lot, but I've gotten them I've gotten them as low as $1. I got one. I got one two weeks after I delivered from a place that I don't ever go to, and it was from like oh, a, wow. Freddy, a Freddy's custard. Two weeks later, an extra dollar or two came in. I get them a couple of weeks. So for me, I think it's. I think I made a video about it. I don't think we talk about it enough. I think we give DoorDash a lot of a lot of shit, as we should sometimes. But when they add things that are positive for gig workers, we don't give them enough credit. And they added that the consumer. I ordered on DoorDash earlier this week. And as I was seeing that the person was going to drop it off, the add tip option came up. And I think that that's a good thing. And I think drivers overall, if you have that in your market, you're not going to make a ton more money, but you're going to be, you're going to get an extra few dollars here and there. And at the end of the day, that's a big deal. Like sometimes some of us won't take a $7 order, but we take a $9 order, right? So we won't take it because it's $2 difference, but then we should be, we should feel good if we get an extra $2 just the same, right? So I think it's a good feature and I hope it stays so. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, bring in. I'm gonna bring in JP's Gig Corner and Bud Soda into the combo. If you guys want to stick around a little bit and see what these guys sure. got going on, uh, Bud Soda, what's up, man? Can you hear us? There he is. All right, and JP's Gig Corner. JP, how you doing, sir? I'm very good. How about you? I'm doing well. So, JP, I want to start. With, I want to start with you. What do you think about the freedom and flexibilities? I don't know if you saw the video I played. Uh, what are I, I your uh, What are your opinions on that? I, I would say this pretty much the same thing I've said in the past, and that is it, there's there's very little flexibility in the um, You know, you you yeah, really I, have to do it when it's busy. Um, you either you know you you have to if you're going to do this full time, that is, it's, mm-hmm. you got to do it when it's busy. If you're going to do it part time, you got to pick the best times to do it. So mm-hmm. you know, if you're doing rideshare and you're only doing it. Uh, on let's say the week you're, you're only going to do it part-time well you're going to want to do it on the weekends from you know friday night and saturday night from 10 until three or four in the morning mm-hmm. and you know on, and lunch and dinner if you're doing it on the other time so really there is flexibility of, of course you know you, uh, last two days i didn't do anything so mm-hmm. i can you can do except for the the orders that i had preset 
all right, uh, which were only three orders. So I, I really didn't have to do whatever. I, I went and enjoyed the time with my grandkids uh, yesterday. So I, I, I can do whatever I want to do. However, I also don't need to worry about the money. All right. So, uh, you know, if you had to, if, if I was concerned about the money, I'd have to be out working on a Saturday because that's when I'm going to make the most money, especially if you're doing yeah. the food delivery. So I think, I think that's a great point. I think sometimes that's why people give me shit because I don't full the gig economy isn't 100% of my income. So when I make a statement or ask a question, they're like, well, Pedro, you're not a real driver. You're not a real delivery driver anymore. You don't need this money. Like I need it. And I get it. I think there's a lot of truth to that, but like, I, I think our perspectives, JP's perspective is going to be different than somebody like Cowboy Courier because he's out there 80 hours. JP's not working 80 hours. So you guys are using the apps in very different ways to make your money. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I feel, like this free. Week, I feel this... free to make that choice. And you and you are and, and, and you are. But you could be free with three W2 jobs that are going to also provide protection, more money and everything else. You may yeah. not you may not believe that, but you could actually yeah. do the same thing. It so, is a good point. You know, and, well, well, and, sort of. But I thought I wouldn't have the, the freedom and flexibility to choose my schedule by the minute. You know, I can pause orders after this delivery and then just log myself out right off the bat as soon as I need to. You're, you know, you're at a W-2, right. yeah. at a W-2, you know, I couldn't just every single day go to the boss and say, you know what, today I'm taking off at five. You know, I just, I really want to take off at five. It's like, you know, I, I kind of, I, I want to go to the supermarket. So I'm just, I'm going to leave work right now. You know, I would <laughs> never have that kind of flexibility. Yeah, prepare for a write-up. Well, and, and I've, I, I haven't, it's been many years since I've worked in the kind of position that I had to actually answer for that. So it's hard for me on that part to consider that freedom. I, 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 I didn't have to worry about any of those things. So I just took off whenever I needed to. Um, but I, you know, one of the things that I think a lot of people don't get is that if you don't schedule yourself, yeah, it's a it's that age old expression. You fail if when you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. So mm. you have to plan your time. And and I get it. We don't want to do that. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know. I heard somebody say, uh, and it shocked me tonight when I added this up. My wife and I were sitting there having dinner, and I said, I said, God, I said I made fourteen hundred bucks this week. I worked twenty five hours this week. That's crazy. Right? Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, now, I hear that again. Fourteen hundred dollars in twenty-five hours. That's crazy. It's all the it, it, it's all about which apps and which offers you're taking. On twenty orders, I made nine hundred dollars. Yeah, all right. Crazy. So nice. very nice. Yeah, but oh, you yeah, have dude. you have to pick and choose in this, and you have to get that education. Even in the gig world, uh, if you're working eighty, ninety hours a week, you should be making oh i'm gonna guess and say 2500 a week easy um and 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 i know that sounds crazy but if you're not making well, jp it will, it will depend on it will depend yeah. on your market so we yeah, what to, market obviously. are you in i'm just i'm in i'm in the center i'm in the triad area of north carolina not I, i'm in well seattle and seattle, you know north see the, the thing is you can't really extrapolate those 25 like peak hours across the full set of 80 hours you know, so if I'm out running late, late at night, I'm not expecting to pull the same kind of per hour 
money, you know, at, at two o'clock in the morning than I am during the dinner rush. I'm also like a lot less selective about what orders I take and what orders I don't. I generally, you know, I kind of get into a mindset of take them all unless they're complete garbage, you know, after midnight. Um, so, you know, pulling 2,200 in those hours is, you know, is pretty, that's like a, that's a really good week. Um, oh, if, if, oh, uh, yeah, right? if, yeah. if every hour could be, you know, seven o'clock PM, yeah, I'd be pulling 2,500, 2,800. Yeah, but you're, you're going to have, if you're working that much, you're going to have some hours where you're making 10 bucks. You know, like that's just how it is. If yeah. you're working that, you're going to have yeah. some hours oh, yeah. where that just happens. So and for me, I just, yeah. go home. when it gets that low, I just go home. There's no reason for me to, yeah, me too, dude. If I'm, if I'm making that little bit of money, there's other mm-hmm. things I can do that would add more value to my life. And that's, that's what I, I, I guess I would say here. I, I, and why I really came on tonight was this, the subject is, is this, is the gig world, yeah. I can't remember the question. I don't know if, if is it a scam? Is, so is the gig yeah. is the gig economy a scam? It, it, that was it is the a video. Scam. The video that I played. Okay, so yeah. I'm gonna let you. I want I want you to get into that because I was hoping somebody might might have some opinion on that. Is the gig economy in trouble? Was the description, but then in there he talked about is it a scam? And then he, they gave they laid out some reasons and articles as to why. So so JP, why do you think the gig economy is a scam? It's a scam because the only people that are getting true wealth and building and getting something that's going to continue to grow over time are the people who have started the company and or are in their their close uh, close knit group. They're getting wealthy, <laughs> filthy rich. OK, uh, Tony Shu, Dara Kashishai and the folks at, at Uber. Uh, the folks at Instacart and and uh, shipped and all the rest of them, they're getting very, very wealthy. While while the people that actually do the work don't even owe it most. I'm not saying the people that are here watching this kind of a video or, or, or here on this kind of a show, they're actually getting an education about what to do. But most people who did this are getting paid less than minimum wage. When so you, let me let me you you, let me stop. Somebody let me... said it. Somebody said this earlier. Let me just finish this one thought because mm-hmm. I, I think it was Mr. GigTube said, uh, you know, if you're paying more than a month, uh, I think it was a month's work or, or a week's worth of uh, income in taxes, you're uh, you're doing something wrong. Well, that's a big problem, my friends, <laughs> because you should be. It, it's not a real business if you're not paying any taxes. I get what he's saying, and and it's because you can. It's because of what Uber and and Lyft and the rest have done with the with the with the hour. No, I'm sorry, not the hourly wage, but the mileage rates. Uh, but it's and what you get is a deduction on the other end of it. But at some point, you're going to pay you're going to oh, pay crap. the piper on that one because you're you're going to be at the bare minimum when it comes to the the, the safety net that's there for most workers. That over time it rises. With when their income rises, and you're not going to have that because most people tell me they can't they can't save twenty five thirty percent. And if you're if you're working in a gig world, not having any taxes taken out, you should be easily be able to put away thirty percent because you're not paying that right now. And that's what you would be paying most 
in most states, uh, you know, if you have a zero income tax state, then, you're, then your uh, state tax, that is, you're, then you're lucky and, yet, and you don't have to worry about that. But so maybe it's 24 or 25 percent. But I know like here in North Carolina, it's six, seven percent, uh, you know, plus you have to, you know, then you have federal and, and of course you have employment taxes. That's I, I, that's my the reason I think it's nothing more than a scam. So let me let me say this. So I think a couple of people in the comments have mentioned something that I think is worth mentioning, right? And I think that just because Tony and Dara and all these heads of the companies make a lot of money, I don't. I actually, if I'm going to say, I'm going to. This might be unpopular. I don't care how much those guys make. Don't care. I don't care if they make twenty billion. Don't don't care. As long as the drivers are making money, yeah, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't really matter to me because. The corporate, you know, the, the CEOs of Walmart and all these other companies and Amazon, they're all making more than us, right? They're, they're making more than the stack, the stocker at Walmart, the, the GM at a Walmart. GM at a Walmart can make like 150K. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but a, if you're running a Walmart, you can make like $150,000 a year with bonuses. That's, that's pretty damn good money, right? But even that pales in comparison to what the CEOs and the regional vice presidents of Walmart, those guys are raking in crazy money with the bonuses. So for me, I don't, the, the pay discrepancy doesn't really bother me as much. Um, it but doesn't I, bother it, me there either, but yeah. what, but they're the only ones make it. If you even take the investment, it, it's, it's vice. It's a con. It really is. It's a, it's a, it's unfortunately it's a legal con right now. And it's a house of cards. Right. Take Uber, for instance, Uber just paid out $600 million in ESC, which is employee stock compensation, most of it in the form of RSUs, which are uh, which are restricted stock units that are granted and given to employees. And they're not doing anything for that. They lost money. This, the people in CNBC and all the rest of them are falling all over themselves to give them all kinds of compliments. When in fact, the company's still losing money. If you if you added back in, and, and, and did it the way many accountants believe it should be done or finance people believe it should be done. That should really be a, a financing activity, the, the employee stock compensation. And if you did that, then free cash flow would be truly free cash flow. And all of a sudden, you know, it's a negative $200 million instead of this positive, you know, 400 million that they're reporting. Yeah. And it's all in adjusted numbers instead of, I, I wish in, in, in the industries that I was in, I wish we could have conned people into believing, no, all of that's not a real expense, even though it is a real expense. I mean, it's like last year with Uber. I always come back to that one and just say 9.8, I think it was nine, no, $9.2 billion in losses. And they compensated people $1.9 in employee stock compensation. And folks, that's the same thing as a bonus. And that's not the way it should be. It should, uh, it, the stockholders should have something. And when that's where I, why I really think it's a scam is eventually it's going to fold yeah. because the company, people are saying, why isn't the stock going up? The stock's worth half of what it was and everybody's cheering about it right now. Why? Because companies like NBC, CBS, ABC, they get, I don't know how many hundreds of millions a year in advertising from Uber. So they don't want to, they, they don't want to. No, uh, they're, they're gonna they're gonna pre- they're gonna they're gonna treat them with with white gloves. But so yeah. you mentioned you mentioned Chad's talking about if you're paying more than a week uh, of salary of of revenue of earnings and taxes in a year, something's not right. So you mentioned that. So I want I want Chad to be able to respond sure. to 
sure. to, to, to that because I, I understand that. We, you know, as gig economy workers, we're well, as taxpayers, we're all trying to pay the least amount of taxes. Let's not kid ourselves. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, that that's everybody that's doesn't want to pay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on now. If, if you told me I had to pay 5K or 1K, I'm going to pick 1K. Like, come on. So, <laughs> Chad, what do you what do you say to him bringing that up? Um, well, I don't, I don't see what, I think there are like kind of two different arguments, what taxes and mm-hmm. the gig economy is or is Being not a scam. scam. Yeah. Um, yeah. first of all, I, that's that word scam is like really overused now. Like a scam is where you are offered product a and you pay money and you get nothing. That is a scam. Mm-hmm. You know, that I, I'm not sure how, like we are in a, you know, with Uber, I turn the Uber app on, I request a driver. I give them money. They, the driver takes me where I go. Mm-hmm. All parties are happy. I don't, how's, how's that a, a scam? Mm-hmm. I guess you could call it like maybe like some kind of cartel. It's kind of like the cartelization mm-hmm. of like how like the really big gig economy companies like DoorDash, Uber, Instacart, all those, you know, like it's hard to break into the industry. Mm. Although like you sort of can like with dumpling you can start your own instacart like in your own neighborhood mm-hmm. which actually i'm doing right now or like rover and wag you know you can kind of be your own independent contractor you can kind of yeah it, it might take you a little while but you kind of really are more of an independent contractor if you're doing that yeah yeah, yeah. um uh, it's, well, he, here's why I say it's, a, and, and, and I'm not saying I'm just reading what what's up there. But the reason that they're believing that it's a scam is it's not the service is a scam. It's the economy itself is a scam because it's it's a bit it's based on a business that isn't going to be able to sustain itself. It's never going to make money. It's always yeah. going to lose money and. But and the, people, people wanna, keep investing in it. So. Well, actually, I'm not so sure there's new people. If you, if there's not, the market makers are investing. They're, 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 they're trading in and out of it. No question about that. But there's a big difference. You, you don't find people like, um, well, best example is Warren Buffett or uh, Bill Gates or uh, uh, Charlie Munsford. Uh, putting their money into Uber or, or DoorDash or any of the others for the reasons that I stated is that you can't you can't keep diluting the value of the company by giving money away. A, a good example, a good analogy to draw an analogy to it is uh, Apple does there they do employee stock compensation as well i mean most big companies do and as a matter of fact most of the tech companies that's how they get their people to stick around but they also do stock buybacks okay they, yeah. when they're when but if all you're doing is issuing new stock then they then that stock is worth less and less and the reason this is a big deal is it's the way that um, that's what I think is the scam of it is that, that if the company can never grow and, and therefore the stockholders and, and everybody that is a part of it can actually be able to take more out of it. That's the scam that I'm referring to. I, I, I you think can use the wrong, it's not a scam. It's a house of cards. I think is the better. Yeah. Okay. To me, that's the same thing. I so think, I I think to Chad's yeah. point, I think in, in, in yeah. we, we see the word and use the word. I used it tonight. We use the word scam for effect, right? We use that. We use that because we understand people will hear it and see it and want to know like, okay, what does that mean? Is it really a scam? You know, by true definition, 
do I think it's a scam? Uh, no, because I do think that a lot of people are being able to take care of families and they're, they're trading their time for money. That's all we do in this economy is we yep. trade time for money, whether it's W-2, whether it's gig economy, whether you're a professional athlete, whether you're a writer, you're, a, you're trading time for money. And if you're being paid a fair amount for whatever you value your time, it's not a scam, right? Yeah. But I think underneath the surface, I do think these companies are definitely doing things with numbers and Uber does it all the time. Uber's the worst at it, in my opinion, okay? And they fudge the numbers and they do this and they do that. And that can be a little tricky. But at the end of the day, like if you're trading your time for money and you're able to make what you need to make and you think is fair, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's, see, that's a voluntary solution. Um, yeah, I agree with that. It's, But I, I mean, I kind of agree with JP's too. I think that, and I, I said this on my show last year and even two years ago, is that I think the gay economy is heading for a crash because, mm. you know, these companies, they can't just keep losing money. Like Uber is getting a little, little bit closer every quarter to making an actual profit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, DoorDash is still in the red. We don't know what's going with Instacart because they're not public yet. They yeah. kept putting off their IPO like two years in a row. Now. I don't know if they ever go yeah. public. Um, Lyft There's no way like, Instacart's making money. There's no yeah. way. I mean, Lyft is on the verge of bankruptcy. And because, you know, we talked about it, go back a year ago. I think it's like um, the days of free liquidity are over. You know, the Fed's raising rates. You know, you're not going to be able to get money as easily as you used to. Yeah. And uh, so, like, the all those venture capitalists who built up Uber instacart doordash all that over at the beginning they want a return on their investment now and that's why pay has hit rock bottom like in my market uber pays like maybe 20 cents a mile i'm talking about like rideshare and like almost no customers tip so until like i i think we're in for some kind of reckoning of some sort because like coming up sometime this month is supposed to be that Department of Labor ruling on the gig yep. economy, which, yep. I mean, your guess is as good as mine as to what they're going to say. It could just be some kind of technical thing that we might not even know, or they could make us all employees overnight. It's it's a lot could happen in the next few weeks. Well, that that one's already been settled, though. They have already answered that. And, it, and May 1st, it actually went into effect. And it's not going to affect. Uh, it's uh, not going to affect companies. Yeah, it's not going to affect companies like Uber and DoorDash and Grubhub and Instacart and the rest, although I, I think there needs to be great reform. But I agree. It's a house of cards. But my, my concern in, with for all of the people who work in the gig world is, yes, right now you're getting you're trading your time for money. That's true. And you're happy. And if you're happy with that, fine. Who am I to uh you know, who am I to judge on that piece of it? Sure, However, sure. Uh, you know, it's it's going to continue to get lower and lower and lower. And I do believe that all of us as a combined group of people have a responsibility to speak up and say, wait a minute, it's not okay that Instacart's paying on average about $2 and 40 cents, $2 and 50 cents an hour to their, to their workers. That's an hour's worth of work. I I haven't worked for $2 and 50 cents since I was, I think 10 years old. That's 55 years ago. Who's taking those, Who's taking those seven dollars? Well, no, I think JP, you're talking. You're talking about minus the consumer tip, right? Exactly. You're you're talking about what they're paying. Instacart's paying, and and that's and who's taking those people who really need the money the most? That's who's taking them. No, I think somebody needs the money. It doesn't take long because my girlfriend just signed up with Instacart last week, and within hours she had the app figured out. She's like, seven dollars no tip, like. 
and just looking at the picture and looking at the map, he's yeah. like, this this is going to take an hour to do. Like, who would take yeah. that? You know? Yeah. And, and like, I, I even agree. If you with don't you. speak English, you can still translate your phone into Spanish or Portuguese or whatever language you speak. And uh, yeah, so I don't know who is like such a bottom feeder that they're taking that. Same thing with the two. $3 DoorDash and Uber Eats and all that stuff, you know? Well, I, yeah, I can tell you who they are. They're the people who are used to working in positions that are making uh, $7.50, $8, $9 an hour. They're minim- I mean, I, that's that was the industry yeah. I was in they, for yeah, my entire life. Mindset, yeah, well, that's yeah. true. They do. But uh, but the pot, but what I'm also explaining or trying to state is that we have a responsibility as a group of people that work in there that know better that that they shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing that to actually educate. And and then as a country, we should we should be making sure that a living wage can be earned by those people, because there is a, of the 10 million people that supposedly do gig work right now. There's an awful lot of people who are in the low income, in, in, in the poverty level of income. And that is something that Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash, and that's, I, that's the only reason, uh, um, uh, Pedro, the only reason that I have an objection to somebody like Tony Shute talking about the world of work when he isn't doing any work. He's, he, could, he could solve that. He could pay everybody uh, a living wage but he's well, choosing a, not to okay he, buzzword, uh, not, not, living huh? wage like how much do you need to live on is a lot different than how much i need to live on right but if you versa. but it but if you're in dependent upon where you're at where are you at and what what part in of the Florida, country? outside of orlando okay so in orlando what when you go to work in mickey mouse land how much do they pay you what do they pay there do you know crap <laughs> What's, mean, minimum, what's the minimum wage you mean? Which, oh, yeah, what, I think it's $18 or $20 an hour. Yeah, um, there was a constitutional amendment a couple of years ago that is going to raise the Florida minimum wage to $15. Okay. I don't know what it is right now. I think it's 7 or $8, maybe 10 Right. And what my but point most people is, don't even make that. Like so few workers actually make minimum wage. If, if you're making minimum wage after more than a year, it's like you are special needs or just terrible at your job. Um, you know, you, you guys say that, but I got I, Unfortunately, I hate to t- I hate to tell you, I don't know that that's so true. <laughs> there no, is an, I, I know. I, don't know. I, I think I, if you're there's an I, awful lot of people. <laughs> I, this is I've what had, I think. I don't think there's a lot of people doing the gig economy. Okay, now I'm just going to use DoorDash as an example because that's most people do DoorDash. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't think there are a lot of people doing DoorDash for a year, like Chad's saying, making that amount of money. That little amount, I think, but I do think there are a lot of people that come and work the apps for a week, a month, and don't make nothing. They literally work and make they they maybe break even yeah. when everything when everything's considered. I think the I think a lot of drivers do that. So that to the, to JP's point, I think a lot of drivers do that because they just don't know. They get frustrated, or the car breaks down, or they only wanted to work a month anyway because they needed to pay rent or whatever it is, right? But to, to Chad's point, if you're doing this for a year and you're averaging eight bucks an hour, that's on you. I, I, I will debate anybody about that. If you're doing this for a year and you're only making eight bucks an hour, that is on you. I don't care what language you speak. OK, I don't care where you came from. I don't care what your last job was. At some point, you should know with whether it's a month in, two months in, three months in. OK, then you still got nine months to make decent money. 
you should know you shouldn't take a two dollar. You shouldn't take a hundred and six item Instacart for seven bucks going 15 miles from the store to the customer. And then you're not computing the 15 miles to get to the damn store. So you're driving 30 miles and then another 15 back. You're driving 45 miles for seven bucks. If you do that more than one time, that's on you. I'm sorry. I can't help you. Like you don't have to do that. So I think to JP's point, I think a lot of drivers do do that for a shorter period of time and they're actually not making any money at all. And the apps know that. So they are exploiting that to some degree because they know their metrics. They know their turnover rates more than we do. But to Chad's point, if you do this for a year and you're making eight bucks an hour, you're an idiot. Point blank. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Like you, you're not, you're not a very and, and smart the, human being. You know, I, and, like you're just not. And then the government is opinion. after these people for that kind of crap. It's, it's freaking ridiculous because they're like, oh, well, they grossed 800 bucks, but they actually lost $1,000 paper-wise, you know, and they, they literally didn't really even, even with the cash flow, they didn't make crap. They broke even at best, like you said. So these people are absolutely ridiculous when they say that. And no, I disagree. The Yeah, they play a lot of accounting tricks. I mean, welcome to the Enron, post-Enron world. I mean, this has been a thing since the freaking 90s. So, I mean... They have the best accountants in the world, and they know better than to do, you know, go that far. But they know how to show losses when they actually can make some money. And, yeah, Instacart maybe is dwindling away. Lyft is definitely bankrupt. But I think the gig economy can be sustainable, like DoorDash, Uber Eats. I don't see them going away the next 10 or so years, you know. I think they're still going to be there. Maybe Instacart will be in a smaller portion. But I well, think, but so, but so, I think the apps will be there. I want to stop. When I say I don't think it's sustainable, I don't think this kind of work. I think the apps will always be there. They'll they'll change yeah. and figure out what they're going to decide to deliver. They're not DoorDash yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't fucking going anywhere. But this is not sustainable line of work for the majority of people. I I will stand by yeah, that. No. I'll make a video in ten years if you want me to. But this is not sustainable. <laughs> this is not sustainable no, for no. the majority of the workforce. Go ahead, continue. Well, yeah, what the point is on the on our end, as far as us working the gig economy, yeah, we're not making CEO money, to JP's point, but we're, you could also use it to build up towards something bigger or have it as, you know, he said he made a ton of money this week, you know, have it as a nice supplement to your retirement and you just do it casually, you know, you go out when the money's great. So if you can figure those things out, you're going to do well for yourself. I mean, yeah, I'm suffering because I don't have a DoorDash right now, but I'm still trying to experiment and do different things. I'm going to Albany for the next three days, and I'm going to re-experiment because I know there's money around. I just got to figure it out. And uh, just a lot of people are just ridiculous when it comes to this kind of work. They just whine and complain. I saw a, I saw a post on DoorDash Uncensored today. She was in my market, and I'm like, She's like refusing it. I'm like, do you do you know you declined a really good order because the likeliness that they'll stack it just on DoorDash, you just work DoorDash part time, is super super high. So, and these people don't understand that. They don't understand the metrics of their own market. They don't do their market research. They don't go to the zones around them like Chad was getting to. You know, I suggest an hour around you. You should learn and be a multi-apper. Have options. So if you don't have options, you'll limit yourself. You're going to get frustrated. You're not going to make money. And I'm, you know, I just got on a catering app. I'm working para and delivered. So I've got to definitely get more in line with that. But it's going to take a while to work those kind of things up. I've got to start doing shift. 
because that's a long-term grinding app where you're going to lose money at first, but you're going to get good customers. So yeah. if you, yeah, if you shipped if you is a great app. Shipped is a great app, especially if you're going to start a, a dumpling business. It's really a, a good app for you to work and get to know. It just, but that's what's wrong in the gig world is that most of the gig workers don't want to put in the time and effort to figure to learn the actual app and, exactly and get and figure that part to them. Yeah. They want the comforts of W two without putting in any effort, but they don't also want the personal responsibility. They want someone to hold their hand, but. They don't have. They don't want a boss telling them what to do. You can't have it both ways. That's having your cake and eating it too. There's personal responsibility. There's learning your market. There's learning your metrics, and putting in the work behind it. And if that doesn't mean, oh, I can't work 25 hours and sustain myself, well, too bad. Do the legwork. If you don't want to do that, go back to W2. Sorry, it's harsh reality. Because not all of us are Pedro Dorsa Santiago that have. No offense to you, brother. I'm happy that you're successful. But like, I'm not 30, success, but soda. I'm not successful, bro. Not at all. You're, you have thirty five thousand subs, and you're doing pretty well off. You know, you're the most viewed gig channel. I don't so, have thirty five thousand. I have forty six. Oh, but thank you. Forty six. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You get my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But 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 hold on, hold on. But I, listen, success is not. It's all relative, man. I'm no. I'm yeah. I'm just a dude with a channel that talks a lot of bullshit, and some people watch and some people don't. I but mean, at the it, end, at the it, end of the day, what your point is. And what I've been mm-hmm. talking about for over two years, and some people get it, and you know, it, it, it is what it is. I just like, I, I think this isn't, I think it's not sustainable for most of us. And that's why I try to fold in other streams of income. That's a whole nother yeah. live stream. We, I've talked about that yeah. before. I don't, I don't rely on the gig economy to be 100% of my income because if I did, I'd be working seven days a week. And I don't want to work seven days a week because I, I need to spend time with yeah. my family. But, okay. But so, you could also- so. You know, if you're I, a single man like me, you can go seven days a week. You can, you can. But, but listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen. This is, I don't want this to be the, the fucking Bud Soda hour again. No, okay? no, no, but, no, 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 But no, what no, you're no, doing, no, listen. No. But what you're doing, I'm gonna stand by this, and I'll, I'll speak it to Mr. Flex and whoever else that works seven days a week. It's not sustainable long term, and that's not a shot at anybody. And I love Mr. Flex. He hustles. It's not sustainable long term. If him. you think, if you think you could work from when you're 30 to 65 or 70 retirement age and be in your car seven days a week, you're lying to yourself. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're lying to yourself. And, I, I and 25 years from now, 25 years from now, when somebody is 55, this work will not be there for you in this, in this same lane. It will not be there the way it is right now. So I try to challenge the community and tell you, this is not a long-term moneymaker for most of you guys. And a lot of you will not like that I say that, but I believe in my humble, slightly ignorant opinion, that that is going to be true, long term. It's not. So, so I, I do want to speak on just the video itself, real quick. That is the most mainstream media piece of socialist garbage I have heard in a bit. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, I mean, oh my god, like, yeah, they put some production value into it, but if we didn't have capitalism and they had it their way, they wouldn't even have that kind of production value. It'd be like North Korean propaganda. Yeah, I would disagree with that. I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I think that that is a little – I think you're pushing too far to the other side on that. But, you know. No, I'm, I'm very far right, so he I makes don't a care. good point. No, no, no. You I, ever I think, notice that – I put this in the chat. I don't know if anybody yeah. saw this, but you ever yeah. notice that people – like the thesis of that video and like a lot of others is, is like they're complaining that these gig apps are like a race to the bottom as far as like like it's like real like, – like you guys were all saying like – 
uh, people working for too little money, and this is bad. But the same people are also for open borders so that, you know, more people can come in here and work for less money. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So if you want people to make more money, like these two ideologies are. Yeah, you're, 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 you're expecting you're expecting a, a a liberal to make sense. That's the problem. It's a little counterproductive, but I mean, let, let's go ahead and welcome. I want to welcome. The, I'm, a, I'm a lifelong Republican, but I but I agree with a lot of the things that that liberals want today when it comes to paying people because i think we need to get that part of the question out of the way okay pay whatever they define as a living wage they're Fine. not they're Do not it. liberals they're leftists it's not the same thing well okay You're well, socialist. Sorry. well it, it to You're me socialist. anybody on the left is is, is pretty liberal <laughs> so uh but bottom line is I, I i that's what i look for but i do think that that they're right on that part of it and that's why i'm saying that these people who are making millions or a billion dollars a year on sometimes on on uh, on on what they do for those companies they it they're not bringing that kind of value to well, it and then they're doing it on the backs of the people that are out there actually working it and i would i would tell you that uh, that that there's a lot more people than what it's not just people coming over the border. Okay, it's people that live in this country and grew up here that are are are, are willing, especially when they're in a in a rock between a rock and a hard place. They have to have the cash in order to feed their kids or whatever they might need that day. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's yeah. what's that is what happens. But, but the company shouldn't be allowed to do that to people. But they've JP, on, on the opposite mm -hmm. end, you can go out and grind and make sure that bill's paid. So you can go out if you have to. Yes, you can. Go work you can, but Soto, but it's a, it's make a sure short. That bill's paid next day. You're putting it's a, a band-aid. You're putting term. a band-aid on a wound that needs a little of attention. And yes. uh, listen, yeah. and a lot of people get offended when I say that. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on YouTube for a while. I ain't going anywhere. And I will make videos in the future. And I'm going to have, we're going to have other people talking about, I wish I did this. I wish I did that. I, I'm, I'm Paul Revere, and if I'm wrong, I'll make a video 10 years from now, and I will admit that I'm wrong. I have no problem with that. But this is not going to be sustainable for most of you. For some of you, it will. A few select few of you guys, the one percenters, maybe 2% of you, 4 million, you'll be able to do this forever to the end of time. And you'll, oh. you'll, you'll be delivering food in a spaceship, and it's all good. I love I would say that. If you're watching this show, you're much more likely – to be able to sustain this long time. It's like I said, you know, if you're watching the show, you're in the elite minority of gig make, workers. Who... Make some, some. Good point. Yeah, I... Good point. Good Did point. both Uber and DoorDash technically have a mission to the ISS? Like they got a delivery to ISS or some B PRBS? So, it, it, you know, <laughs> anyways, I, the, yeah, short term, you can make some crazy money. You can pay that rent bill. But a lot of people are, you know, I'm not unguilty of this, are financially irresponsible. And I got myself into more trouble than I thought I was because I was making really, really, so really good listen, money. But sort of, listen, man, I, I don't want to keep interrupting you, but I have to. So you are the guy in this community that is everybody loves Bud Soda, number one hustler, works every day. And you're admitting to the faults of what I am afraid other people are going to fall into. Can we just pause and reflect on that for a minute? So you're somebody yep. that works every day, a lot, 
and you're struggling. So, so why are we, why are we not understanding that this isn't going to be sustainable for everybody? You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, well, yeah. it's so, sustainable if you do it right. Sure. Because, but like, how many people are doing it right, Nick? How many people? It comes back to personal responsibility. If they're not doing this right, they're not doing a W-2 right. True. So, I mean, it comes back to your own personal responsibility with everything. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. I mean, so it's, I mean, I've only worked 60 hours the past two weeks. I mean, I still made like 1200 bucks, but I was kind of lazy and that's all I, I kind of took those two weeks off after kind of killing it for a few weeks, but I was able to do that. I'm getting myself in a better spot, you know, and that's what I'm able to do. But like sitting on your ass all day, that's where I'm going to disagree with you, Pedro, because driving a semi, I was on my ass 10 hours a day. I would drive straight from Kokomo, Indiana, up to Toledo, Ohio, or Grand Rapids, Michigan, Uh and literally not even get out of the truck for five and a half, six hours. Tell me me it doesn't look like Andy Dick, bro. What are you talking about? (laughs) Hold on. Flex, Nick Dick Nick too. is talking. Oh, like Andy Dick, bro. Hold on. Let, let Nick finish, man. Let yeah, Nick bro. Finish. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Wait till he comes back. You can tell him that when he gets here, okay? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you can sit – the sitting on your ass part, I mean, think about how many semi-drivers you see. There's literally semi-drivers I knew that would drive 11 hours in a row before oh, they yeah. had the time, time yeah. frame. So, I mean, that's not the the issue. It's just, I mean, taking responsibility for – what you're doing and managing your life. But I mean, it's like everything else. People can't manage their life. That's why they want to make the gig economy something it's not. Mm. They want the benefits of the gig economy, but they want it to be a W-2, but they don't want to have to go in at a certain time. Exactly. This is the service industry. You're going to work hours you don't want to work. Yeah. You're going to work like weekends, you said, Like you hours. said last week, a lot of people who do this are ex-restaurant employees or whatever. I was front of house, back house for like 12 years. I was bar supervisor at Lucas Oil Stadium when it first opened until the um, Super Bowl. And that was my last game. Watched the Patriots lose. That was great. New York Giants, go Giants. Eli Manning was great against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I'm from Indy. That was like 10 years ago, man. What are you talking about? Dude, I'm old. (laughs) I turned 50 in a couple weeks. But, um, I know. I just look good for it. There's a few gray hairs here. <laughs> I like it. I like hey, I can't it. help it. It so, is what it is. Good no, genetics there. But I mean, you just got to be smart about what you do and make it what it is. I mean, you can't look at it as a W-2 because it's not a W-2. If that's what you want it to be, go find a W-2 that pays you the same thing, and you're going to be home by 530 every night. But, but Nick, I, I do think, and let me ask you this, and I want to say hi to Brad Stasher. What's up, man? And it'll get flex on, on the conversation. So, I think there are a, a pretty decent percentage of people that are doing this type of work, whether it on the ride share or food delivery side. Okay. It's both gig economy. They want to be employees. Don't you think, don't you see those people out there striking and, and wanting this and what I think they but want, those, to but be those are the same people that want like JP's talking about, like that want a living wage. Mm-hmm. Okay. They want $15 an hour to work at McDonald's when McDonald's not isn't made to be making a certain amount of money. McDonald's is made to be a stepping stone. The gig economy, if you do it right, 
do it right, you can figure out how to do Instacart in the morning, maybe DoorDash in the afternoon, and you can figure out between the different apps, you may have to run three different apps in a day, but you can figure out how to make the amount of money you want to make. I'm in a sports car, so there's some things I can't do, like your big order you did last week. I couldn't have done that. Yeah, that was stupid. That, ten bags yeah, that was of stupid. Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah. Oh, but and I disagree. If they want to order one banana, I don't care. As oh, long as I'm getting good pay. No. no. See, you can't worry about how people are stupid with their money. That's on them. Just take the money they give you and say, okay, thanks. I picked up three items at Fresh at Fresh Market the other day. It went seven and a half miles, but I made seventeen bucks on it. Yeah, I but I, I think allowing I think money. I think, the app, I think the app. I think the app allowing somebody to order one banana is stupid. That's just my opinion. We all have our. I think the but it's app, a business. Yeah, yeah, it's a it business. Is, it is a business, and I'm I'm in business to make money. If I can go on fresh times and grab three items, less time it takes me to wait on food at a restaurant. Sure. Yeah, I've done those. No, I mean, I, I hear you. I hear you. But so one I ain't banana, gonna worry one about banana that. Is extreme. Nobody's gonna order one banana, but you know, it is what it is. Well, uh, they Brad, literally ordered a spice and like. Two little things. It was hilarious, but I took it no problem. I had, yeah. I had someone order Italian seasoning from Dollar General that paid me seventeen dollars. Yeah, that's stupid. That's stupid. I'm sorry. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's, it, oh, it, it's it goes, stupid. It goes absolutely. To, it, to me, it goes to more of a societal issue, but that's not even gig economy related. So I'll save that for. That's the concept else. of money or lack uh, thereof. Dollar for dollar, what it is on the shelf. Like at least order a few <laughs> things to make the order worth it. Stupid. <laughs> Let me. I uh, want to welcome Brass Dasher on. This is the first candy, bro. First time Brass Dasher's been on. Brass Dasher, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm good, man. How Big fan doing? of the show. So, what do you want to? You want to give some input into what we're talking about here? Um, I'm generally the fly on the wall, but okay. um, I've noticed a lot of dashers in my market with that same employee mentality, mm-hmm. and and not. Uh, I mean, if you talk to like myself and a lot of full-time dashers they've got that hustle grind mentality like i do not want to have a boss i will work 80 hours a week to avoid working 40 for somebody else and you have a lot of these i'm not saying all but there's a percentage of the the part-time that are loud and Mm -hmm. want benefits they want this and that they want to be they're looking at it as an employee doordash isn't isn't paying your taxes they're not withholding anything from you. And uh, it's usually, I think, the ones that used to have those, those kind of jobs with benefits, then they go back to, then they go and do the uh, apps, and then they wish that they had benefits and everything else as uh, mm. with, with the gig apps. Like for me, I never had a job that had like benefits and stuff. So, I don't, I don't kind of, I never looked at it that way. Literally. Yeah, it's hard to miss something if you've never had yeah. it. So. Yeah, if I never um, had it, correct. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, I mean, it. Sometimes like, it's good money. Don't get me wrong, DoorDash is really good money. Like for me, at least it is. My yeah. market, my area. Yeah. yeah. Well, in my last job, well, today I ended up with four, over 400 bucks, I ended up with. Made 408 bucks today. And that was good. Nice. nice. Yeah, it yeah, is my, a good day. My last job was Papa John's. Um, I absolutely loved my manager i could call him up tomorrow and go i need a job and he will hire me back on the spot mm-hmm. why'd, yeah, you, leave? why'd you leave why'd you leave 
Hold on, hold on. Brad Stasher, why'd you leave? If you like the if you like the manager, was it just not enough money or what? It wasn't enough money and it was me, my mindset has always been why am I trading my time to somebody else and allowing them to dictate what my time is worth? Mm, okay. So you want you want to take more control of what your time's worth and be able to pick and choose a little bit and turn it on, turn it off. You f- feel like you have a little more control with the money you can make, yeah? Yes. Got if it. I if I'm going to give 100%, I want that pay. I, yes. I don't want you know, I don't want to get paid the same amount as somebody right next to me that's screwing up all day and we're getting paid the same. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. And when you're working at a Papa John's at a pizza place, you're probably, I can imagine, <laughs> I've never worked in a pizza joint. I've worked in restaurants. You're probably working your tail off, delivering, washing dishes, making a pie, and then you got a guy next to you just goofing off. And that has to be frustrating. Right? All the time. Yeah. Especially at a pizza place, I'm sure. Uh, like I even yeah. made it, um, I made it all the way up to general manager. And that's when I really had had enough because I was like, you know, Nobody is going to work as hard as I am or care about it as much as I do. So it's probably best that I just go do my own thing, whatever that is. Yeah. I want to ask Mr. Flex a question. He said he never worked at a place that had benefits or anything like that. So what what are some of the jobs you've had, Mr. Flex, if if I can ask, man? Because that surprises me a little bit. Well, out of high school, I was I was a maintenance guy mm-hmm. for a nice rink, just regular maintenance job. Yeah, and I had some construction jobs, just okay. under the table jobs, and that was it. And then it was yeah. all the payroll, but the payroll yeah. is ten ninety nine. It's not. There's yeah. no benefits in it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, let me get up to. I want to get Chad, so I'm gonna kind of round it out here, Mister Doc. I got to say this. I like that we got a couple of new faces here. This is great. We got Mr. Dot Gigtube. We got Mr. Dot Flex. We got Mr. Dot Bet on you. I mean, that's a lot of misters. A lot of misters. A lot of misters. You don't actually pronounce the dot. (laughs) Well, you know what I'm saying, man. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's kind of funny. We got Brad Dasher. We got Brad Dasher with the best background view that I've ever had on this panel. And I've had a lot, but he's got the Back to the Futures behind him. I don't know if you guys can see that. If you guys see that, that's Back to the Future. Anyway, shout out to Back to the Future. So yeah, those posters are pretty cool. Those are pretty cool. Those are some good movies. So, um, but so Chad, good morning. Long, hey, long, hey, it's a great morning. What the <laughs> what the hell is that? That's got to be coming from Mister Flex. Anyways, uh, Mister. <laughs> oh no, the fucking music played because uh, I was switching the scenes, bro. That's fucked up. You're good, man. My bad. So, Chad. So, Chad. What is what is on? What do you? I'm going to ask you guys what you think the the future holds for the gig apps. Okay, we'll talk about the major ones. You know, Instacart, Uber, Uber Eats, um, DoorDash, all the major ones. What do you think the future holds in the next two to three years? What do you see happening? I'll start with Chad. Oh man, I mean that's a hard question because none of us work there, so we don't have any inside info. Mm -hmm. So all we have to go is go by is like what the news says and the stock price and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I predicted it a year or two ago, and I, I'm still kind of predicting there's going to be some kind of like reckoning. Um, I think you're going to see 
lift, maybe Gopuff fold or get bought out. Grubhub might fold. I don't know if Instacart's ever going to go public. Um, I'm kind of basing, I'm like very blackpilled on the future of the gig economy because of my market, because it is so slow here and the wages have hit rock bottom. Um, so it kills me when I see you guys balling out of control in Seattle and California mm-hmm. or wherever you are. Mm-hmm. It's like, come to, I, Nugs did a, a challenge where he's actually going to go to somebody else's market and see if he can help do them. I had the same offer to somebody like, like Sergio at the rideshare guy, come to yeah. Orlando, yeah. drive Uber X, make 20 cents a mile. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. See if you can make a hundred dollars a day. Well, I got to say, now that you mentioned Nugs, uh, I'm going to give you guys a something. He's coming to St. Louis. Just so you guys know, he, uh, me, and, cool. me and Nugs got something going on and he's going to come to St. Louis the first week of June. So just a yeah. little teaser for you guys. So, so uh, yeah, sorry, sorry to get off topic, but yeah, to answer your question, um, uh, like I said, I'm very black in the future of gay economy. I think, I think so. I think something bad's going to happen in the next year or two years. I can't say what okay. exactly. Okay. I mean, it's just it's not just the gig economy; it's the economy at large because of inflation and war and you know okay. political elections and all that stuff. So the next few years is going to be very tumultuous times, I would say. So I mean, if somebody yeah. out there is white pilled and can give you know give me a reason to be optimistic, I, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> well, we might get that in this uh, next question and the next uh, answer coming up. We'll see. Uh, Bud Soto, what do you think, man? Next couple of years, gig economy, share with me what do you think is going to, what's going to uh, transpire? All right, I'll go to JP. JP J- Bud Soto's probably doing a delivery. Bud Soto's on mute. No, I'm right here. I'm right here. Oh, there he is. Okay. Oh, Bud Soto. So did you hear the question? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I was talking to my buddy. Okay, so in the next couple, in the next year or two, what do you think is gonna the landscape of the gig economy for food delivery, the major apps? How do you think it's gonna look like a year for a year or two from now? If they don't force us under employees in these certain states, like you know the more blue states, not to make it political, but just saying. And uh, I think that it can be a good stopgap. It can be a building block, but full time for most is not feasible. I've recommended for a long time, do it as hybrid. Don't quit your job to do this full time just because when you go out for dinner on the weekends, the money's real good because when you try to do it full time, it ain't like that at all. And these people don't understand that. And I had a buddy learn that the hard way. Got it. JP, what do you say, my friend? Well, I think the gig economy will continue to grow at at record pace, you know, for the next two or three, four years. I I don't see that being a problem. I, Mm -hmm. I do think you're, you're going to see them losing more money because they're going to have and paying less to to gig workers unless they're forced to pay more so the the benefits that i want to see are just for everyone not for me because i don't it's not going to make any it's going to cost me money if uh if everything that i want to uh, what i've sent to 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 my congressperson and senators if they if that all goes through it, it'll cost me probably seven thousand a year but I'm okay with that because they they we need to do things. Somebody has to pay for all the wonderful things we have in this country, and mm-hmm. everybody can't sit back and do it for free. So, and we and a lot of people do that, especially in the gig world. So, and I'm not saying don't do it. I you know listen, I'll I'll I will only pay what I have to pay as far as taxes are concerned. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yep. But. Um, but it's you. I think that they're gonna. You're gonna see their their sales will still continue to grow. 
they'll expand internationally more and stuff like that. And, and, uh, and, but, and if, if, and when there is actual legislation and I think that'll take two or three years, um, I, when that starts to hit home, I think they're going to, a lot of it's going to be uncovered at that point. Then I think you're going to see a complete, you know, shift, although they have enough volume, you know, I can tell you right now, having spent my whole life in, in a very low margin business, these companies, if they managed it, their finances the same way that we had to do in, in the restaurant world, uh, you would, you would find that these companies were making a ton of money, but that they are, they're managing it like it's a high tech company and they're not Apple, they're not Microsoft and they're not uh, Google. Um, they, they need to manage it on these slim margins. And, and that's the business they chose, you know, taxi business and, and, and delivery food delivery, especially has always been the smallest uh, payouts yeah. period. So, yeah. And and that's not what they're trying to do. So that's what my take is on it. So gotcha. Um, uh, Nick Smith, what do you think, man? A couple of years, one, two years from now, what do you think these big delivery apps are going to be? I think right now it's still kind of in a growing phase because since 2020, everybody has become so dependent on it. I mean, like we talked about getting one item at a time because it's convenient. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, people are so used to it now. It's kind of become entrenched, but there's also, I think maybe some apps may go away, but with the way DoorDash is trying to expand into other things, mm-hmm. they may become the the largest player if they're not already the, the largest player. But like he, like he was talking about, Grubhub's probably going away. They've got, what, 10, maybe 15% of market share? I don't think so because Amazon... But I mean, uh-huh. it's yeah, one of those Grub- things. Grubhub's not a big. Grubhub's yeah. not a major player in food delivery right now. They They're might. They big, might yeah, it's a big enough, a good enough trying. offer would buy them out. Yeah, I think it's one of those things. There, it's like anything else. You're going to see new ones come up. You're going to see ones that have been around go down. Like DoorDash trying to expand into basically anything they can that gets something from point A to point B, and they're going to make money. So. But I also think yearly pay, uh, you know, pay would probably buy it out. You know, I mean, I, yeah, (laughs) probably would. But I think your market is really going to depend on what, what it can sustain as far as like for individuals, because I live in a spectacular market. And I mean, I'm just lucky there. And I know that, I mean, hell, I did five hours today and made 120 bucks. I mean, and I felt it was slow. What city are you in? Uh, I'm northeast of Indianapolis in Fishers, Indiana. Okay. It It's rated, I don't know, like one of the top 10 cities in America. But it's it got lots down. of money. I mean, the number... It goes up and I down, mean, bro. You know it. You work it. It goes up and down. Every day is a different day. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's it's... This area has grown in the last... I mean, the whole north side of Indianapolis, I mean, it's just insane once you get outside of 465 you get in those suburbs north of indianapolis you're in a large order program no i've i've called i've done what mr bet on you did and it still hasn't worked yet and you've been consistently calling them or no i haven't consistently called them yet but 
I've called them though, but I'm going to reset my stats, my acceptance rate, like uh, June 1st. But I think, like, see, my area, I know is going to be lucky. And I mean, because there's just stupid amounts of money around where I'm at. Okay. I mean, there's tons of like two and $300,000 homes. There's like one huge lake. That, I mean, it's my area. But thing is, you can make more in your area, Mr. Bet on you in the day, because I think the volume may be bigger or a lot of the runs may be shorter. Yeah, a lot of my runs are low mileage. So, yeah, I get a lot of eight and nine mile runs that are paying 14, 15, 16 bucks. Yeah, I don't get a lot of those. And then I've got to run back. And that's that's kind of like the downfall of of my zone. Yeah, but you get two of those off two different apps, and you're making twenty five bucks every time. Yeah, we're not talking about stacking around, but stop. <laughs> but I but know, I'm not I trying to multi app and get deactivated. Yeah, I'm trying to stick to one app and make sure I'm making money. We're not talking about all that. So, I, Nick, yeah, I appreciate I the input on that. Let me let me get to Brass Dasher. Brass Dasher, a year or two from now, what do you think the gig economy is going to look like? What do you think these companies will be in a couple of years? Uh, I think DoorDash is actually spreading itself way too thin. Um, Lyft, I know Lyft has gotten into package deliveries. Uber's obviously gotten into Uber Eats and all of that. I don't know anything about Grubhub. Uh, Instacart, they've stayed with shopping. And I thought that's, 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 that's their it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's and that's the only app that hasn't tried to actually expand into other things. So I think DoorDash itself is wearing itself a little too thin. So I don't know how they're going to be in a couple of years. I disagree. If anything, they're making a smart business move by trying to be last mile and grocery and all these other things. But at some point, though, Bud Soda, you're, you're going to be competing with. They're going to be competing with Amazon, and Amazon's got a whole lot more power behind them. Well, why do you think Amazon is interested in Grubhub? Because they want they want Uber's and DoorDash's market share. No, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. Amazon's got the money to buy out DoorDash, and that's the end of DoorDash. That'll could sure. probably still be called DoorDash, but yeah, good point. You know, I think that. Yeah, they're trying to get into every little thing. You have, like in my market, um, Hy-Vee, CVS, Walgreens is basically all you can shop on DoorDash. Mm-hmm. Instacart, you've got Hy-Vee, Walgreens, CVS, Costco, Sam's Club, every grocery store, even the small mom and pop shops are going with Instacart, not DoorDash. It was like, what, fall 2021 that DoorDash tried to buy Instacart and the government said no because you'd be way too big? Is that true? I didn't hear that. I have no, no idea. That's, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. The deal just fell apart. It yeah, it just fell apart. It was, it was nothing to do with the like, government. No, I know the FTC had nothing to do with like the government. Really strongly. They made a statement, no. but they didn't directly shut it down. No, it just, they they weren't willing to make the deal. That's all. Um, Amazon DoorDash didn't want to make the deal. That's that's what happened. They just said no. They didn't. They wanted too much money for it. So and let me, it let me smart, ask Brass. Smart, it was a smart financial decision. Yeah. Um, let me ask Brass to ask you this. So in, in saying and thinking that they're spreading themselves a little too thin, which I agree. I think DoorDash is expanding, and I think that that's good because businesses have to expand when you have 
lofty goals like they have in internationally expansion, international expansion, the shopping page, the Aldi, the Aldi partnership was huge for them last year. That's been a big win for them. They're, you know, Tony's you just came out and said their quarter one, their, their report was really positive. The stock price went up. They're able to uh, deliver these orders in a more timely manner. I mean, obviously they're growing at a crazy pace and continuing to take the pandemic momentum and continuing, continuing that trend. So in a year or two, if you think they're continuing to spend, spread themselves too thin, do you think that that's a bad thing for a driver like you that uses the app to make money? I think it can be because there's potential then for them to lower the base pay even more mm-hmm. and introduce programs where if you want to just do shop and pay orders on DoorDash, you can do just shop and pay. If you mm-hmm. want to do just restaurant, you can do just restaurant pickups. Mm-hmm. If you want to act like a UPS or FedEx driver, then you could do that too. Mm-hmm. But so you're saying I, you're saying maybe there's an option in the future, and I agree with you that could you could toggle. I just want to do shopping pays, and then that's all they'll send you. Yes, I could see yeah. that. Yeah, I could that would that. be amazing. Yeah, I I like that. I could see I could see that happening, but it could also be at a negative for them. The problem is those, they wouldn't because they wouldn't get their crappy deliveries done. The, the well, DoorDash shopping pays pay even worse than Instacart around my area. Oh, no, ours pay pretty good. It's yeah, mine are, mine are good around here. I'll only do, like, Walgreens with, like, five items or less. But, like, I've seen orders for Winn-Dixie or Aldi, like, supermarket chains. People want, like, 20, 30 items, and the upfront pay is, like, $8. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who's, who's yeah, taking everybody's that? Everybody's market's me? different. Everybody's area is different with the shopping, yeah. like, my area. Yeah, is, like, most of mine were, shopping like, things. 12 to 20 or most the majority. Let me get flexes. Let me get the flexes input. So flex uh, in a year or two, what do you think these apps are going to be the same, any different, better, worse? What do you think, man? You've been I doing mean, this for the, a while. What's your thought? The, they always change things. You know, they always introduce different programs. So we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but they're, but they're going to stay though. Their apps are not going nowhere. Yeah, true. They're not going anywhere. So we, we never, we don't know what's going to happen in a year or two or 25 years. I mean, Jesus, mm-hmm. Shit, we might get nuked tomorrow. You know, you never know. So. Well, true, true. I, I, I mean, I hope. Don't wish that on us. Let's not. Let's no, not. No, of course. I'm going to sleep well now. I'm just saying. Like <laughs> the apps are not going anywhere. They're making. They're like making the craziest money that there is. You know, and they're definitely not going anywhere. Do you, so you the feel only you, thing. The only the only thing that, like I said, is going to change is the way the way your app looks. Mm. So maybe some more programs. Some some other mind fucking. Yeah, control bullshit that they're trying to always pull. What yeah. we need is transparency. Where, where's our transparency? That's that's what we need, bro. We definitely need. Do you think we're ever going to get that? You've been no. on, you've been you've been talking about transparency. I don't know. I, longer I, I than most. Yeah, I hear New York got it. How come New York has it? Right, New York because they have legislation. It's have it's all it's all going to be on legislation. Yeah. Legislation is the only thing that's going to give you transparency. So, so these New York, companies won't do it. New York yeah. City has tip transparency not the whole state right. but correct. in new york city if you have doordash you see 100 percent of the payout that's right 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 so that's but that's it that's the only place in america that i'm aware of unless somebody else could tell me different that has that is new york city right so a lot well, of see, a, a lot of population but that's not the a big imprint is, of the country the can you highlight like roy's uh roy comment uh 
don't know. Let me see. I don't know. The well, one, the problem the in the city, I'll say real quick, that where they're the only place around that that's my full transparency, so people from all around are coming there just because they see full payout. 12-12. Timestamp, 12-12. Oh, I see it. Well, let me read it. Hold up. Just take Flex's advice and call DoorDash every day to get on a large order programs. Is that what you're talking about? Who do you call? I know, I know, I know. He's being sarcastic. I know he's being sarcastic. No, no, no. I know. That's the reality too. of it. It could be. It that's could the be reality yeah. of it. It could be you flex, wanna, but you, wanna, you want look, look, look. You want to unlock you your shirt. You want to see more offers that are yeah. that are over a hundred dollars because you, yeah. I, I'm sure you know that there's people in your area ordering food that's over more than a hundred dollars. Listen, I've oh. called. I've called a lot. I haven't been on it. Keep calling. And, I don't know. You know big I, I just stopped trying to call because I'm not going to give you a different excuse. Every you time you put that number on the screen, you know, they'll give you a different say, excuse. To I'll it, say this give, in my market. Like five different excuses. I don't know. At, at, every order that's over $100, people back the tip out because they get that sticker shock. If it's an $80 order for a family of four to six, no, they leave the tip no, alone. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. No, that, for me, that's the way it is around here. And I've read on, you know, from people posting screenshots and stuff, $220 of food, $5 tip. So, I mean, I think people are becoming more aware that, like, well, well, obviously, you, you, look, you also look at the uh, the offer that that's that's you know, if yeah, it's only if you see that offer, you've got to know it's crap. I mean, you know, it's not going to go up, they're not going to show you, they don't, I don't know about your areas, but in my area, they don't show you the number of items you're getting anymore, so you, you really don't. Oh, no, I see. I very seldom see tips go up or really change at all. Mine are pretty much set forward. I mean, occasionally someone will add like five bucks or two bucks after I deliver it. But other than that, yeah. mine usually doesn't change at all. But do you get, well, they've been recently, I guess you could so-called showing the full payment. The, the difference yeah. I've noticed is on stacked orders. It does not show the price for what each delivery is until you complete that first one, do you know? So they've gotten yeah, yeah, some yeah. crappy That's orders the, being stuck with a good one on the stacked orders. Well, yeah, in my I mean, area, the reason why the, so you don't understand them, they see too many yeah. people on the side. Yeah. In my area, they've done away with, you can't even go in. Well, actually it was back on this past week, but Week, two weeks before that, you couldn't even go in and, and, and go to unassign one and see what the resulting payout would be. They no, I can't unassign either one. Yeah. I can't unassign them either. It's either yeah. the whole thing or nothing. But you also couldn't get uh, you couldn't get the the uh, uh, the number the number of items, and there's no dollar amount on on mine any longer at all. Yeah, so they've been, so, they've been doing all that in my market too. Yeah, so, so you I can't know. tell on the on the offer. You can't see, okay, you know, it's nine twenty five, and it's I don't know, let's say six or seven miles. Is there a chance that there's going to be, you know, a hidden tip? Uh, you can't tell because there, you yeah. don't know how many items it is anymore. So yeah. let um, me. I want to ask yeah. each of you guys one final question, and then I'm going to round this out. So I'll start with Chad. In your market with DoorDash, do you have one or two different uh, payment screens, like like offer screens? So you, are you seeing one or two different ones right now? What do you mean, like? Like when you get an offer from DoorDash, are you see? I get I have two different offer screens. I see one that has no item count at all and just has like the mileage and the money, and one that has 
item count, mileage, money, and the offer screen to actually both look very different. In one screen, the some of the information is a smaller font, and the I think it, yeah, I think I have the new one. It doesn't say the item count and all that okay, anymore. Okay, so you have the but so when you're on DoorDash, you only see one offer screen kind of consistently yeah. over the last month. Okay, but Soda, how about you? Some drivers in my area are still seeing the old offer screen. I saw a few screenshots posted up today, like I mentioned earlier. Okay. And uh, you back I on the was, platform? Be- no, before I was, <clears throat> I was just seeing the new offer screen. Period. The and new. I wasn't getting but you, so you were you were seeing the new one. You weren't seeing the old one. Yeah, I wasn't getting no the okay. older ones. And JP, how about you? I, the only time I see the older one now is when it's an add-on. If they're if they're going if they're trying okay. to stack an additional order to an existing order, it does okay. show it does even um, it gives you the dollar amount of the order uh, sometimes and sometimes it gives you the items, um, Got it. but okay. uh, gives you more information. And it's a larger font, but most of them it's the, the small font and it's the, uh, the, so the newer one. Okay, Nick, how about you? Yeah. Are you seeing one or two different offer screens in your market? Right. I'm pretty sure I'm only seeing one, and I think it just shows dollar amount and mileage. Interesting. Okay. But I've noticed you have to look at um, – someone said this last week. You got, you got to look. It's showing – I've noticed this on a few of them. It's not showing it right, though. You've got to start looking because, like, Google – something with Google and DoorDash has kind so of been have, Yeah, so you have the new one. You ha- So right now in your market, you have a new a newer offer screen, I think. Yes. Okay, Brash Dasher, what about you? Are you seeing one or two different screens? I just cheated and looked at my screenshots from yesterday. Um, okay. I'm seeing no item total, just amount and miles on every single regular order. Pizza orders, I'm seeing the amount of items if it's stacked. And then I'm seeing items, obviously, if it's a shop and deliver. Right, right, right. Okay. I'm going to pull up. Flex, what about you, man, in Jersey, bro? I don't really pay attention, but I don't really pay attention to it, but I believe there's uh, multiple different screens, like the shopping offers versus the regular, some of the regular offers. Uh, We used used to be able to see the subtotals. Now they completely wiped it out from the widget. So, yeah. So let me me show you guys something. I want to pull it up and see, is this a screen that you guys... If you see if you see an order, are you seeing something? Does the screen kind of look like that? Okay, do you guys see the no, font? You, got, you got the you got the diamond thing. Okay, so yours doesn't look the like diamond. That. The diamond looks different. All right, I gotta wait till it comes on my big screen before I can see that. It would only say the shop and pay well, orders. The difference is that you wouldn't say high pay. That is the. Well, I, don't, is the I don't have diamond anymore, but my point is, you see, some of the font my, on that was kind of smaller, right? Like yeah. mine looks like that for shop and pays one hundred percent. But does it doesn't look like that for regular ones? Item, no, mine mine no. looks like that also, but it's even. Look, that's a regular smaller. order. You guys see that? It's a regular. Hey Pedro, and plus you're using an iPhone there, Pedro. Yeah, true. That's what mine looks yeah. like. Yeah, I'm Android. But like the font size looks the correct, the same for all mine. Okay. All right, hey Pedro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that's that's out, the same thing. Pay attention. Check out your screenshots because I have an iPhone. Mm-hmm. And screenshot map on mine if it says yep. Google. Yep. It just shows the dollar amount, the miles. Right, no items. Right, that's 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 the new screen. That's but, what I was asking. Yeah, but if it, if the app shows Apple is the map, then I get the item count. 
Then it's like that ah, on the screenshots. Really? I just okay, interesting. Okay, ah, so those are the two different. I'll have to ones. try that. Yeah. Okay, interesting. All right, cool. Gentlemen, I appreciate you guys' time tonight. Chad, appreciate you coming on, man. Good to see you. Brad Dasher, thanks for joining. Flex, Nick, JP, Bud Soda, uh, the two uh, Cowboy Courier, and I forget the oh, the other guy's name. I forgot. Damn. Somebody remind me. Oh, uh, I was gonna, uh, dude. I was gonna ask. Mr. Gigtube, did anybody Jerry, else? Jerry, uh, Jerry. Anybody else saying you look like uh, Andy Dick? Anybody else? No, <laughs> no, dude. Andy we're Dick, we're fucking sitting, dude. We're sitting there dying on my panel. Like, <laughs> is Andy Dick a comedian? Dick, is he a bro? comedian? I look. I, I I looked it up, dude. If you if you if you Google it real quick and look at the pictures, he's even wearing his glasses, bro. Andy Dick has a full head of hair. Chad's kind of bald. I don't know if they. I don't know if that matches. Come on, no, I was gonna do a poll on my cha- like. Should I just shave my head? Yes. <laughs> well, you you should. No, you should do it. Army now. Like, yeah, I'm in this weird. I'm in this weird void where I'll never be fully bald, but I'll never have like a full head of hair either. It's like, Chad. You should do it. Just grow you, a beard. You could live. I can. This is all I can grow. You should, you, should shave, you, should shave you should shave it. You shave yours, I'll shave There's mine. There's all these blank spots all over here. <laughs> you go on my other channel. Hey, Craig will shave his head. That, that, that I'd like to see. I'd pay to see that. I'm not shaving my head. <laughs> my girlfriend said, my head. That's if, like if saying Knicks, this beard's going somewhere. That's not happening. Yeah, not happening. Sorry. No. If the Knicks win the championship, Hannibal should shave his head. That's not Well, the Knicks aren't <laughs> going to win, and Hannibal will never shave his dreads. So <laughs> neither one of those things are true. But, gentlemen, I appreciate you guys for coming nice, on. Have a and, good night. Sharing yep. your input with Have me. Thank night, you guys bro. very much. Yeah, all right. Take care. All right. all right. See you guys. Have a good night. All right, guys. Thanks. Bye. This is awesome. All right. All right. Good. So I love having some new people up here. Appreciate Chad and Brash Dash for coming up. Flex has been on here before, but it's been a little minute. So I appreciate you guys for coming up. All right. I'm going to stay in the chat with you guys for a minute and see if um, see if we have some comments here. See what we got going on. We talked about a lot of stuff tonight. We talked about it kind of went kind of all over the place, but okay, that's okay. That's what we do here sometimes, right? Um, great chat. Thanks, Paige. Appreciate you. Thanks for being in here. So I was debating on whether or not I'm going to place a live order tonight or not. I don't know. It's been a long time. I want to say it's been at least, well, it's probably been at least five, six weeks since I placed a live order. I know some of you guys like that. If you're not familiar, sometimes I place a live DoorDash or Greets order. And we see what that experience is like. How long does it take? I tip well sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, usually I tip okay. And we it's always something different. I've had people that have known this channel delivered to me before. I take the phone outside and, you know, take take you guys on a journey. I, I'm thinking about I might do that tonight. I'll see if what the comments say. Well, if enough people want it, uh, do it. You could, I could eat. Get lemon pepper. Oh man, I already had some chicken today, but I, I could definitely always do lemon pepper. But I don't think any place is open that would serve me that. Otherwise, I would do it. Holly says, "Do it. Order a gallon of milk." You know what? We go through milk here like it's going out of style, like it's crazy. My daughter drinks milk like for before she goes to bed, in the middle of the night, in the morning. Like it's like my milk cost is crazy high. Jody, thanks for being a member. I think it's a new member. So I think I'm going to do, what's John say? Hold up. Lemon pepper. Hold up. John's my food buddy sometimes because he's ordered with me before. Lemon pepper is now. Oh, John, no. John, blasphemy. What are you talking about? John, 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 John. What are you talking about? 
I thought we were friends. Lemon pepper is not nasty. They're the best kind of wings. Bro, what are you talking about? New member. Thank you, Joe. Let me put that up here real quick. So good conversation tonight. You know, I, I think what I like about these shows is we have varying opinions, right? We have different opinions. Is it the gig economy a scam? Is it not? Is it going to die? What's your experience? And the good thing about it is, like, we all have different we all have, we all have a different relationship with the gig economy, whether it's good or bad, or whether it's dying, or whether it's brand new and it feels great. And I think that's okay because I think that's reality, right? I think. Anybody that comes on here and says the gig economy is the best and I'm going to make $400 a day forever is not being truthful to themselves. But I also believe that if somebody's like the gig economy is the worst, they're the devil. These apps are, you know, the, the end of man and this is horrible and they're missed. I don't think that's true either because literally we see a lot of people have a lot of really good success with these apps, whether it's part time or full time. So I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle, like with most things. Right. But I do believe, and I will stand by this, this is not a sustainable way of making income long-term if this is the only way you're making money. And I think most of you, if this is your 100% of your income right now, you probably have plans to do something else and to fold in a little bit of extra money so you don't have to be in your car every single day. And I think that that's very smart. And I would side with that. And that's where I'm at. You guys do you. All I do on this channel is share my experience every single day. That's what I do. You guys take it for what it's worth. And that's what we got. So um, let me see. All right. I think I might, I think I might order something. Yes, I'm going to start knowing. <laughs> but, so, but Soda cracks me up, man. Shout out to Bud Soda. Okay. Um, so Jody says, appreciate you being a member. Agreed. If you're doing this full time, please ensure that you're working on a second and third income. Listen, man. Let me, let me tell you all something, man. Listen, I... I hate to be this guy. Like, I, I don't like to be this guy, right? But but sometimes you have to be this guy. When I started doing DoorDash, I was doing it a lot, six days a week, sometimes some, some weeks, seven days a week. And I was doing ride-along videos and making content every day. And it was great. I, it was on purpose. That was purposefully done, okay? And I enjoyed it. I was learning my marketplace. I was making good money. All of my money was coming from that. So I needed to go out in that car and do that. And it was good. It felt good. I, I liked it. Some days are better than others. It was good. But as you start learning, like, okay, this is good, but it's kind of a roller coaster. Do I want to be on a roller coaster every single day? Roller coasters can be fun, right? But there's highs and there's dips and there's lows and it's, it takes you for a ride. Fuck that shit. I don't want to be taken for a ride every single day in my life. Some of you guys like that. I don't want to be taken on a ride. For every single day. I want to choose my ride. I want a little bit of my excitement or my money to come from laying in a pool with a beer in my hand. Then the next day I want to go on that roller coaster. The next day I want to go and try to make a basketball shot in a hoop that is a little bent. The next day I want to go on a water park ride or something like that. Then the next day I want to go to a restaurant and eat cotton candy. I want my money. I want my fun to come from different diff different things so that I can sit on my ass on a Sunday and chill out and relax and do a live stream and, you know, make a whole new bedroom set and bedroom for my daughter. Like that to me is a freedom and flexibility. So we talked about what is freedom and flexibility. That video talked about our gig economy work is really free. I think some are. I think most are not. 
I think most are not. I don't want to be taken on a ride every single day. That is not sustainable for me. I'll just say for me, you do what you want. You're an adult. You're watching this channel. You're an educated human being. You're a hustler. Do what works for you. I want to go to Six Flags, to go to Walt Disney. And like I said, I want one day to be in the water with a beer in my hand. Then I want to go on a roller coaster. Then I want to do this. Then I want to do that. To me, that's more enjoyable. That's more freedom and flexibility. If I'm on the roller coaster every single day and I'm getting in the line and the line's long and some days the line is short and some days I get on, and some days it's this and some days it's that. And that's fucking miserable, man. I cannot do that. I cannot do that long term. I did it for about a year and a half and I realized I didn't want to do it long term. So I set myself up with other different streams, other opportunities, risking and betting on myself. And that's what I want. There's 304 people in here. If two of you guys get something from that, I did my job tonight. Okay. I cannot tell you how freeing that really is. Okay. I have somebody I'm meeting tomorrow for breakfast. I'm really looking forward to that. Right. I'm going to talk a little business and a little pleasure. Then I'm going to spend a little time with the girlfriend, the baby and her mom and her sister and her brother-in-law. We're going to hang out for a little bit, have a little lunch. And then I'll come back and maybe I'll turn the apps on for a couple hours. And then I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to do this. That's where I, that's, that to me is freedom and flexibility, right? Riding that roller coaster ride every single day, man, that I can't, I can't do it. And I want you to challenge yourself to think about what kind of amusement park do you want to be on? You want to be in a roller coaster where you're riding the same ride every single day. Boom, 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 boom. Highs and lows, highs and lows, highs and lows. For some of you, you're going to have to do it for a while. But how long are you going to be able to do that before you get burnt out, tired, and your body's worn out, your car's worn out? Or do you want to be at different things, having money come from different ways? To me, that is long-term sustainability. And part of my job on this YouTube channel is showing you guys what that looks like in real time, like actually practicing what I'm preaching and showing you guys that. And then giving you a little bit of motivation to go out and make that your own, whatever that is for you. I'm going to stop preaching because I know some of you don't like it because it hits too much. In the, it hits you too hard and you don't know how to digest it yet. And I get it. I was there once as well. So, all right. Should I make a Kobe? What up, Kobe? Well, if well, when or if we cross that bridge, I'll handle it accordingly. I like that. I like that. Very measured, very measured approach. Very, very measured. Uh, you can you can have the freedom to do as you choose every day as long as you have the income coming in to do that. Yeah. Very good point. As long as people are lazy, a gig economy will be fine. True. But the gig economy is fine for more a gig economy workers. That does mean less opportunities for you. Listen, I'm not saying the gig economy is going somewhere. I've never said that on this channel. It will continue to grow. But it doesn't mean it. If it continues to grow, it doesn't mean that you're making more money. It means they're making more money. Just a little slice of reality for you guys. So should we make an order here? Pedro obviously orders Domino's. I don't know what that means. $14 order with the live in there. Ooh, nice. What up? Shout out from Vegas in the house. Uh, let's see. Order a banana, says Damien. <laughs> Shout out to all the 40 plus. I'm a 40 plus. Boom, boom. I'll be 42 in November. Did y'all know that? Look at me. Look at me. How old do I look? I look 42. I got grays in my beard. I'll be 42 in November. I got a two-year-old, not even a two-year-old daughter. 
And my girlfriend, how old is, how old is Madison? She's young. 32. She's 32. Yeah. I'm living a life. I'm living a good life. Listen, I'm, I'm a lucky man. I am the luckiest man on YouTube. I have to say that. Call it cocky. I don't care. I am a lucky SOB. Very lucky. All right. I'm 39. Let's go 41. Order two gallons of milk. All right. So let me see. Let me open the apps up. This would be a fun little adventure for us here. Let's see. So the last thing I ordered was seven. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me see. Now the options at 1133 isn't going to be much. Okay. I got more grade than Pedro and I'm younger. <laughs> That's because you work the Papa John's, bro. <laughs> That's I know it drives me stressful. What up, Ellen? I'm old. No, you're not, Ellen. How are you? Good to see you, dear. Josh says, I'm I'm 34. Shout out to John. I think he's on his journey. He's on his weight loss journey. I think he just he's at 50 pounds lost, right, John? Shout out to you, man. Love that, man. I love that. I oof. I see so much crap on YouTube sometimes. I like to see the positive shit, man. We don't we don't show enough love to positivity because we like the negative stuff sometimes and we like that kind of like combative things that make you like uh make your head spin. But like shout out to John, man. Fifty pound weight loss in four or five months, I think. It's absolutely fantastic. Should be commended. Keep going, bro. I'm here for you, man. I'm rooting for you. All right. So what do we have? Convenience. Uh, uh, I'm out of ordering Taco Bell at midnight. Oh, that'd be a long night. Except a Papa John's. What? 11.55? Can't do that either. Wingstop? No. It's too, look, no. Last time I ordered, I think the last thing I ordered on the live was Jack in a Box. And I believe it took us a, almost an hour to get here. And I don't want to be on here for another hour. I just, that's a long time. Let me see. I can do 7-Eleven because I think that will be the quickest. And let's see what kind of experience we get, what kind of driver we get. Should we do 7-Eleven? Thumbs up if you want 7-Eleven. What up, Edward? Appreciate the $5, man. Leveling up. Starting an LLC for a side hustle. Thanks for your motivation. $5. Oof. I'll give that to the driver. Thank you, Edward. So I'll tell you what. We're going to order 7-Eleven. We're going to take a quick potty break. You guys do the same. Light up a smoke. Pour a drink. We'll be back in two minutes. Let's order some uh, 7-Eleven.
All right, let's see what we got here. Lau. Uh, I'll take a Costco or Elba. What up, Glenn? Okay, so let me see. What are we going to order here? What are we going to order here? Let me put up my banner. Ooh, live delivery time. Ooh, bam. It's been a minute since we did one of these. Should we do one? I think we're going to do one. Let's do one. Hit the thumbs up for your boy. Now, we're going to order from 7-Eleven. We're going to get some milk because, listen, I'm going to tell you all something. Like I said, we go through some milk here, so we can always use milk. I feel like I'm at the store getting milk for three or four times a week. Okay, so let's go ahead and do that. Um, we'll start with that. Let's go ahead and see if we can't find dairy and eggs. Um, we do the skim milk. Do they even have skim? They might not have skim. Uh, oh, man, this is so expensive. This is crazy. I shop at Aldi's, okay? So they want to charge me $4.29 for like a quart, $6 for a gallon. At Aldi's, I get this for like $3.29. This is not a good financial decision for me right now. Um, wow, $5.99 for a gallon of milk. That is just stupid. For your egg lands best. <laughs> Oh, I love me some eggs. Shout out. Thanks for the super chats. I'm going to order this gallon of milk. We'll get 2%. Uh, we're going to add that to the car because we're going to use it. So it's fine. And we're going to get, ooh, we got some Nesquik low-fat milk banana strawberry. That sounds absolutely disgusting. All right. Let me see. What are we going to get? What are we going to get? Um, let's get, do they, oh, they don't have any of the, where's the hot food? What 7-Eleven is this coming from? There's one right up the street. I know they have hot food option, but it doesn't look like there's any on here. This is weird. I don't like this. I don't like this. Maybe the, they turned it off. Cookie dough, Twix, hidden. What's going on here? Buy it again. Okay. Let me see something. Mm. Oh, prepared. Prepare foods. Okay, here we go. Um, chili cheese burrito dog. What the hell is that? Look at that. You guys eating that? A chili cheese burrito dog? Anybody? Hey, shall I order a chili cheese burrito dog? Listen, if, if one person says, if two people say, yeah, I'm going to order it. Let me see. Yes. Autobahn, what's up, man? Flaming Cheetos, disgusting, says Red. <laughs> Yuck. Ew. No bueno. No bueno. Doesn't look very good. That looks like an egg roll. Nope. Oh, there's a lot of no's here. Yeah, it doesn't look good. You're right. But the pictures, the pictures aren't really. You, you never know about the picture. We've tried 7-Eleven pizza on here three different times, and each time it's been hot garbage. The worst pizza I've ever had has been the 7-Eleven pizzas. I mean, they are disgusting. Um, like really, really, really bad. They got a taco and cheese taquito. I mean, taquitos are pretty good. Should we get one of those? What do you think? Should we get one taquito? Anybody? Go for it. Don't eat that crap. <laughs> I like Taco Bell. You'll pay the next day. Oh, I don't mind Taco Bell. I Brash Dasher, we've ordered Taco Bell on this channel many times. Trust me. Taquitos are busting. Taquito is the is the way. Toxic waste. Yes. <laughs> don't. Don't do tacos. It'll be mushy. 
Uh, get a donut. Okay, get a donut. Looks like dog food. <laughs> what does Red eat? Salad and carrots all day? What are, you, what are you eating over there, Red? What are you talking about? You smoke. You're a smoker. You can't tell. You can't tell somebody. You can't tell me I'm putting something bad and it looks nasty, but you smoke cigarettes. Come on, come on, Red. Be real. Come on, come on. <laughs> uh, let me see. Let me see. Uh, ooh, that looks pretty good. What's this? Gatorade electrolyte. Gatorade. Well, I'm gonna get one of these because I'll wake up in the morning and be super thirsty. So we're gonna get one of those. Three thirty nine. I'm going to wind up ordering $30 of freaking 7-Eleven. Watch. Salad. Yes. <laughs> I'm smoking the snow. Oh, Lord. Buffalo. Make it two taquitos. No, taquitos ain't too bad. A donut? I'm not eating a donut this late. I can't. I'm I'm just not good for me. Um, so we're going to order two of those. We got milk. We got a Gatorade, a Gator Light. Uh, let's, ooh, who doesn't love some Oreos? Now, if you don't like Oreos, you're just you're kind of a psychopath if you don't like them. Now, I don't eat them, but it doesn't mean I don't like them. So if you say these are disgusting, it's something's wrong with you. OK, because the Oreo is with a little bit of milk is a delightful treat for anybody. OK. Let's see. Let's see. Ooh, these are pretty good. Ooh, Hershey's Reese's dipped. Those are pretty tasty. Ooh, I saw somewhere. Look, trending on DoorDash. What the hell does that mean? Trending on DoorDash. That makes no sense at all. <laughs> Fact. Y'all, y'all crack me up in the comments. Ooh, what's this? Nutella. Be ready. What is that? That looks really good. What is that? Nutella. Be ready. What is that? It's only two fifty nine. What is that? It's like some kind of Nutella pastry. I mean. That sounds delightful. Oh, we're getting that. Often bought with probably milk. Got some Ben and Jerry. I mean, Nutella. What is that? Okay. Oreos are vegan. What? I think I'll, I think I'll, or I think, yes, Oreos and milk. Kinder. Oh, I love Kinder. Love the Kinders. Oh, y'all have no idea. Nutella. Oh, what? Who doesn't like Nutella? What up, Tony? How you doing, man? Tony, I don't know if you missed it. GigCon 2023. Are you ready? Colorado, Denver. Are you coming? We announced it earlier. I've talked to Stephen Hannibal today. Colorado 2023, August 4th, 5th, and 6th, Colorado. I hope that just made you smile. Okay, so we got three things in our basket. We're going to order one more thing because we're not crazy. You can't order three things. Let's order one more. So we're going to get something um let's see let's see one more oh look at this for my short we can order one banana for 89 cents we're not doing that that's that's crazy crazy talk oh nice the drivens are coming put it on your calendar we'll talk october 4th is the gig con the fifth and sixth is going to be like an outdoorsy segment of the gig conference so it's a friday saturday sunday three-day event um Look forward to seeing if you guys can make it. Um, I missed one here. Hold on. John, thanks, man. Uh, John McKillian says, I'm documenting I'm documenting my 130-pound weight loss journey on my channel, Food Freedom. Yes. So he's up to, what, almost 50 pounds or 50 pounds from what I saw most recently. So he's got 80 pounds to go. He's, uh, you know, what, 30 40% of the way there. Fantastic, man. Absolutely amazing. I plan on being there. Nice. 
banana and Nutella. Oh, I love Nutella. I love banana. Okay. Let me, I'm getting sidetracked, but I want to, I want to give you guys this entertainment because we're going to order this. I'm going to take the phone outside. We're going to meet the driver. I'll come back in. We'll see if we got everything. It's a whole thing that we do here, but it's been a while. So we're going to do this one. We're going to do this time. So let's order. What do we have in our basket? A drink, Nutella and milk. Only the essentials. Um, I think Madison is up. So I'm going to order something that I think she might like, even though she's on like kind of a strict diet right now. But I'm going to order her something um, that I think she'll eat, maybe even just tomorrow morning, right? So let's go. She loves bananas, but we have bananas. So I'm not going to get that. We're going to order. We're going to order. Look, at what's a random? Who, who needs mustard at midnight? I mean, come on. Really? Crazy. Uh, oh, this is even better. Look, look. Green beans. Let me order some green beans at midnight. <laughs> oh, the luxury of luxury. Absolutely amazing. Okay. Munchies. Um, French onion dip. Cheez-Its. Hot Takis. Hot fries. I mean, just... Um, ooh, these are my... You guys want to know something? Listen. These are my favorite potato chips. Chili cheese Fritos. These are the number one potato chip for me. I could eat these every day. I don't eat them every day, but I could eat them every single day. I love Fritos chili cheese. Judge me. Don't care. It's my favorite chip. Speaking of chips, you know what we're going to do? That's what we're going to order. We're going to add that to our cart. Boom. There we go. That's what we're going to get. Let me see what's up. Chips and dip. Order Taco Bell. Chili cheese Fritos go hard. Yes, they do. They are the best. I love them. Yeah, they're okay. Those Fritos are clutch. Yes. Pedro, I bet you won't recognize me. Oh, John, I hope I don't, man. Those chips are fire. Yes, they're the best. All right. So how much is this going to cost us? $5.99, $3.39, $2.59, $2.49. I want a tip too. So this is going to be crazy. All right. Let's continue. Uh, right now it says 11 to 21 minutes. Not bad. Um, it's not giving me the option for priority. Sometimes it does. It's not. I'm going to meet them at the door, right? Because we're we're doing this for YouTube, right? Um, hand it to me. So I'm going to update a dasher that's going to give it. Why am I going to meet this guy at the door at midnight? This is stupid. It's okay. It's fine. We're doing it that way. So what do you think the suggested tip is? Put a guess in the comments. What's the suggested tip for these four items? You guys know the price. Put a comment down below. I'm going to pin the comment that is most closest or accurate. We're having fun tonight, guys. This is a X-rated version of Pedro DoorDash Santiago after hours ordering. 50, 50. Oh, that's the first one. Brass Dasher hit it right on the head. Three dollars and fifty cents. Yep, two dollars, three, uh, a few other three fifties, five sixty, five fifty, five fifty, ten dollars. Yep. But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tip them uh, ten bucks. This is gonna be the hopefully one of the better tips. So this is yeah three fifty as you guys can see. There we go. That's the suggested tip. Not, that's not a horrible tip. This is literally a mile. This place is a mile from my house, okay? So, and there's going to be dashers that are going to be pretty close. So, it should get here quick and, you know. Um, it's giving me the option to save $3.44 on this order with DashPass. I had DashPass before. I don't have it anymore because I'm not ordering as frequent, so I just dropped it. Um, plus, I think it wasn't a free trial. So, subtotals 1446 Delivery fee 199 I don't like that, but it is what it is. 
fees and estimated tax 357 dash your tip says 350 so right now we're at 2352 for four arms we're gonna tip 10 bucks so this let, let me let me get a little nasty with y'all this is where in my opinion the miserable scumbag unintelligent unkind uninformed clown ass individuals they hit other and they literally have to go out of their way to not tip you and they type in zero dot zero zero they have to hit one they have to hit one two three four five six buttons so after i hit continue that's six different keys they had to press to not leave a tip fuck those ass fuck those motherfuckers like listen those miserable scumbags do not deserve your service. And if you deliver to people that don't tip you knowingly, you're part of the issue. I say what I said. I hold no punches. So we're going to tip $10 because we, we, you know, we're miserable. We're not miserable. And we understand this person's out late night. And if you're dashing in St. Louis at almost midnight, you need some money. <laughs> if you're dashing at midnight in St. Louis, you need some dollars. We're going to tip you 10 bucks. I appreciate you bringing me things that I don't need. I don't need this. I don't need these four items. They're not essential. So if you're a consumer out there watching right now and you type in 0.00, you kick, you can kick rocks. You deserve what you get. You're a miserable human being. I said what I said. Continue. $10 tip. So it's going to take us up to 30, 30 bucks. There we go. So let's go place the order. And hopefully it gets here in about 10 to 15 minutes. We'll see. So I said what I said. I said what I said, and I mean it. Um, but I had a customer who was a former dasher, and she did not tip. That's crazy, Ellen. If you're a former dasher and you don't tip, you suck as a human being. There's just no if, and, or buts about it. You suck. Like, you suck. You're ratchet. You're cheap. You don't have any kind of, in, like, goodness in your body. You just don't. I said what I said. So $30. Oof, Yeah. So I'm paying 30 bucks, but I don't have to pay 30 bucks, okay? For a gallon of milk, a bag of chips, an electrolyte Gatorade, and a Nutella little snack. $30 because I'm insane. I clearly have issues. Take the bus there, bozo. What's, what's this? Let me see this one here. 199. Thank you. Ask the dasher if DoorDash hid the tip. Oh, they did hide the tip. There's no question about it. So let me look into my app, picking up the order. Edward, look at that. Look at this already. And you guys see, I can add to tip. Do you guys see that? So you guys can talk shit on DoorDash all you want. I don't care. Okay. I could add to my tip right now. Look, 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 look at that. I could add to my tip right now. I love that feature. Love it. Okay. So let me go ahead and see where he's at. Um, Oh, he's pretty close. So he is, oh yeah, he's real close. I want to show you guys, but it's not. There he is. So he is actually in, okay, he's at the store right now. This order is going to be here in, in no time, less than 10 minutes. And you can see I'm pretty close to the place. It's like a couple of turns he's going to have to make. Edward, I can add to the tip. I'm not going to add right. I mean, $10 is a pretty good tip. Um, but I'm going to send myself streamer link. And we're going to go outside and do this together. Add tip, one of the few great things DoorDash did. Yeah. Is there a peak pay right now? Let me see. So I'm going to tell you exactly what this guy is going to get paid. Um, there, there could be a peak pay right now. It's possible. It's likely, but not, you know, uh, no peak pay. So he's going to make $12.25. 
and it's going to show him 625 mostly. Um, but I'll ask him. I'll ask him. All right. No pay. Oh, no, no pay. Uh, Dasher waiting for order. Okay, cool. So it says it's going to be here in six to nine minutes. Let me go ahead and send myself. You should have done IHOP. You know what you would. <laughs> Who knows? What? You're right. I ain't trying to do all that. Even with 7-Eleven, though, if they're out of an item, they don't just replace it. They just don't give it to you and you don't get charged. So, for example, if they don't have this milk or the electrolyte Gatorade, I'm not, I'm not going to get it, but I won't get charged. So we'll see what we get. Uh, let me go ahead and send myself this link. I'll step outside for a moment. And we will wait on the stasher and see who we get. Edward is the name. Uh, let's see. Maybe he knows us from the channel. That's happened actually a couple times here. So um, let's go there. Let's go there. Let me see. Yeah, so shout out. We're doing... GigCon 2023, Denver, Colorado area. Colorado, but the Denver-ish area, August 4th, 5th and 6th. The official GigCon will be August 4th. There's a Friday, and then we have some other awesome events, the 5th and the 6th. Put it in your calendars, August 4th, 5th and 6th, August 4th, 5th and 6th. So you got three months to plan, okay? So really looking forward to that. I'm going to put a community post this week. I'll make videos. There'll be a website. You guys can sign up and get information. All that stuff will be coming. But I wanted to share with you guys the um, – I wanted to share it with you guys tonight. So – oh, okay. Here we go. Let me see if I can get in. And I'll, we'll take this party upstairs on the stream yard outside. I mowed my grass today, did a little cleaning up, so the outside's looking nice. All right. Your dasher is headed to your wow, that was quick. Damn, he's in he's headed to me right now. Okay. Well let's let's go. Let me see if I can't get in here. Interesting. Yeah. I gotta let myself in first. Boom. I'll get double Pedro. You guys ready? So I don't know if you guys can hear me or not. I hope you can. Let me see. You're in the show. Okay, I think we're good. Yes, I hear you. 
Okay, we're good. Thank you, guys. I think I was just coming up and down and I lost connection for a minute, so. It's all good in the hood. Okay. Why can't I see both? Weird. It doesn't matter. Okay, so we're waiting outside. See if we can't. That was quick. That was a pretty quick order. I tipped him 10 bucks, so I'm glad I did that. But I don't know why I can't. Can you guys see me right now? What's he driving up in? I don't know. I don't have the other phone. I should have brought the other phone with me, but I didn't. Yes, we can. We can see you. Okay, cool. We're good. All right, we're good. I don't know if I can flip the camera over. Oh, no. Okay, there we go. Okay, he's pulling up right now. He's in a, he's in a white minivan. That was super quick, but he was close. It says his name was Edward. Let's see. It's a, it looks like a dude. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna. I'll take you guys with me. Look, I got some. Got some pretty little. Can you guys see them? Some flowers right there. There we go. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? That was fast, man. You was pretty close, wasn't you? <laughs> Appreciate you, man. I do do that shoot. Can I? How much did it show you for the payout initially? Six twenty-five. Something like that. Okay, I tipped. I tipped you okay on the app, so you should be taken care of. Appreciate you, man. Have a good night, brother. Did you guys hear that? Let's go downstairs. Say hi to my dog. Can't tell. This, this That was quick. Order complete. Wow, that was fast. All right. Okay, let me see here. Let me let me exit out of here. Okay, let me see. Let me see. Let me see what we got going on there. All right. So let's see. Hold on. All right. That was quick. I asked the guy. Hey, did I, he didn't even, I feel like he didn't even know how much it showed him, which was weird, but 
if somebody asked me that, I would know how much the order was was paying, but it doesn't matter. I tipped him 10 bucks. I'm sure he's happy with it. Um, Lisa's birthday is in August. That's what's up. That's what's up. Very quick. Yeah, that was quick. You should have welcomed him to your live. Yeah, I'm not going to. Eh. What he said? I said 625, and I think he said yeah, but that's, I kind of knew that. I was just curious, you know. Um, doggy, dog, yeah, this guy related to Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, that was super quick. That was quick. I, I, he was pretty close, but that was quick, very quick. That was the fastest one we've had. The milk's upstairs. We got our chips. Ooh, Nutella, be ready. Oh, that looks really good. And we got a little gator light. Yes, sir. Um, sticker on the bag. Sometimes in 7 Eleven, it has like the whole payout and like the tip. Like you go to pick up an order, like I do. And it'll have like what the tip is, the convenience fee, the small basket fee. And other times it doesn't have that. So here we go. It just has this little generic tag with my name and the items I got. Super easy. 7-Eleven in my market is very good. All of them. I mean, as a delivery driver, I get there and they're ready and like it's fantastic. So um, let me see here. Ask with the pet, yeah. How does it differ on time? Uh, yeah, me too. I kinda. There's two of them in here. I don't think they're very big. I think the packaging. I'm gonna open it with you guys. We're gonna do. I've never had these before. New. They're new. Well, crispy wafer, crispy wafer filled with Nutella hazelnut spread with cocoa. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's try it. I think these are similar to like the Kinder. Buenos. Let me let me tell y'all something, man. This is crazy. So you have packaging. And then you have a package in a package. <sighs> All right. Ooh, okay, okay. Okay, it's a wafer, so it's hard. You can you can kind of hear it, right? You guys hear that? All right. Let's break it open. Okay, I was hoping for a little like. Meh. It's good. It's not great. The Kinder Buenos are much better. I eat those. Me and Ruby eat those on a regular. This is pretty good. It's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. That thing looks sus, bro. <laughs> As me, Pedro. <laughs> what up, Yos? Is that what that's called? Is that what the kids call it? <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, it's not. It's not bad. It's a little dry. Okay, look, there's a boy now. Okay, okay. Hmm. Yes, Marty. I, I the Kinder Buenos are so good. I could. So my little so Ruby, we she we I buy her the Kinder Joys, like little eggs and like half of it's a prize, half of it's like a little dessert treat. She loves them. For Easter, we got her. Was it Easter? Or no, for Christmas, I bought her like fifty, and like I had a whole box, and like I I bought fifty of them, and like she opened her box 
for Christmas and it was like 50 Kinder Joys. And for a while, it was like every night we were opening one and a little toys in there. We put the toy together and we put it in her room. And she has, I bought her a shelf and like all her little, little toys for the Kinder Joy toys are like all on the shelf. She likes it. But those are the best. The Kinder Joys, but then the Kinder Buenos are like, mm, so good. <laughs> oh, I bet. I thought Kinder Surprise was banned in the USA. What are you talking about? We have them here. The Kinder Surprise? The Joy? What are you? I don't know what you are. Listen. Yeah, what up, Dad Dash? He says, since it was so quick, need a second order, rate him five stars and see him. Come. Dude, that guy was super quick. He pulled up in a minivan like, Boop. He pulled up quick. Make sure I give him a good rating. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Rate your dasher. Five stars. Uh, good communication. Well, he didn't communicate. Followed instructions. Yeah, handle with care. Yeah, friendly. I mean, I'm just going to say friendly because he was. Rate, review the store. I got everything. I mean, no problem. Submit. So we gave him five stars. I mean, he deserved five stars. He was quick. He was quick. And we like quick, right? So what, what are the last? So I, the last two orders have been from 7-Eleven. I ordered Papa John's on May 4th. White Castle on April 21st, which is what I ordered on one of these. April 11th, I ordered Papa John's. St. Louis Pizza Wings, March 31st. March 29th, Papa John's. Uh, local Pizza Joint, March 24th. 7-Eleven on March 16th. Jack in the Box, February 27th. I think that was the last one we did here, was February 27th. I think. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's accurate. So, not bad. I'll take a swig of this. I'm going to save my chips for tomorrow. It's going to be my treat for tomorrow for lunch or snack or something. Um, yeah. Which page will get in some watermelon? And t- <laughs> I got watermelon upstairs, but that's for Ruby. My daughter eats watermelon like, I bet if I took a regular size, like full-size watermelon, and I cut it up, right, she'd eat half of it without blinking an eye. She'd eat half. Easily, she'd put away half. And she weighs not even 20 pounds. It's crazy. Rate 7-Eleven. I did. Go cuddle with the girlfriend. Oh, you know what? Thank you for the reminder. That's what we're going to do. We're at the three-hour mark. I'm going to take a swig of this. Ah, Refreshing. GigCon 2023, August 4th, 5th, and 6th, Colorado. Denver, Colorado, specifically surrounding Denver area, Denver-ish, August 4th, 5th, and 6th. Tell a friend to tell a friend. If you're a content creator, please talk about it if you want. GigCon, let let the people know on your channel. Are you going? Are you not going? If you're not going, let let your people know about it. This is something for the gig community. The gig apps don't put any kind of conference on, so it's up to us to collaborate and to connect in that kind of way. So know that that's coming. And you guys are fantastic. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate everybody that joined the stream. Appreciate all the super chats. And I'm going to do exactly what dear lovely XO just said. See you guys tomorrow.